Okay. Oh. Are we are we starting? Are we starting? What? <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh. <laughs> Kicking it old school, baby. You know you know what's funny? Is that you should do that. I I just heard that there was a I mean, it, obviously this has been a, a long time ago, but I'm just like learning about this. There was a porno <laughs> that was a that was based on Super Mario Super, Brothers. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. God. With none other than the legendary Ron Jeremy. Oh my god. Oh, he makes the perfect Mario. Super Horneo Brothers. <laughs> Get the fuck. They could have come up with a better pun than that. They couldn't they? Yeah. I don't oh, know. That's pretty people. clever. Super, Super Horneo. I mean, that's, and... not, that's no Harry Twatter in the Sorcerer's Bone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they could have thought of Poondock Taints. Poondock Taints? Yeah. That was the one I came I, up with. I know. Pandoral? Yeah. That's a good one. Muffy the Vampire Lair. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, like that. wow. That, that's that's a real these. one. Of course it's real. <laughs> no, it's, but... It's porn. What is that, Rule 34, where if it exists, there's porn of it? But, uh, but you know, the funniest thing is that... was Oh, amazing. Super horny. Oh, it's my the cover God. Porn. That's so great. That's hilarious. Do oh, you know who currently owns the rights to Super Horny Brothers? You bought it, didn't you? Please tell me it's you. No. Damn it. Sega. <laughs> Nintendo. Get out of here! They oh, this is one of the things they snatched up so people couldn't do Bingo. anything. Couldn't with it. fuck with it. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't mess with it. Oh my God. Yep. Nintendo. Yeah, so they, they had a it, habit of doing yeah. that in the, so what they was put it, the late nineties. Basically, they put it in the vault so that nobody else could uh, could do anything with it. And yeah, it's just forgotten. Nintendo now. sixty whore, where, <laughs> where it's all old women over sixty. Is, oh my God. Is this another one of the things where that after they bought it, they basically recalled all unsold copies too? Uh, they may have. It's just like the Nintendo's done weird there shit, was, shit like that in the past. There was a number one and a number two. Number two surfaced like years ago. Number one, I think people still Did, can't find. Was copies was of. number two where the different chapters where each different character, just like Super Mario Brothers two, where you have Mario, Luigi. They called him Chode instead of Toad, and no. then Princess Peach. I don't believe so. Oh, that would have been amazing. No. Well, that would have yeah, Chode would have been clever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been. Oh boy! It's a good start. Reel it back in. Reel it back in. That's the opening. That's that's the stinger right there. That's great. I gotta leave. Sorry. (laughs) Time to to go. Time to go. You're listening with power. That's right. We're, well, that was a good start, because kicking it old school is, is well, kind yeah. of the theme of this this episode, is, is reminiscing. Kicking uh, it old school. Oh, God. Don't, don't ever. Don't I ever did it, because that. That, that was, that was, I know that, that was, was on The Simpsons. Simpsons. I know. The Simpsons. The Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. Yes, we have a special guest with us. Uh, uh, we've called him by many names, Chris <laughs> Vandersloot. As I like to call him, Vandersloot. Vandersloot. Vanderslut. But yep, Vanderslut. Yeah. Yep. I figured you'd go with Vanderschlong. Oh, that's good. Too. That's a really good one, that's actually. Good one. That's well. Now you've got your next. Now he's got his yeah. porn name. He yeah. won't use it because he didn't come up with it. So quick, if you were a porn star, what would your name be? Um, I've actually done this before. It's uh, so my my official name is Muggsy Harrison. 
Muggsy Harrison. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So there is a thing. It's you take the name of your first uh, pet, and mm. then the name of the street that you grew up on. So Muggsy mm. was Muggsy was my my dog's name when I was a kid growing up, and I grew up on Harrison Road. So Muggsy Harrison. Somehow Jordan Twenty First Avenue doesn't have a good ring. <laughs> well, to it. it doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> Kevin, what would your porn name be? Just you know. That's your name. You know. Copy. No, I mean, have you seen me? <laughs> There's uglier people than you in porn, buddy. Let me honest, tell you. Yeah. If you're if you're rocking a, a fucking Ron Red Bull Jeremy. can, you're good. Well, we obviously know Evander Schlong. Then. Well, if I had to go with uh, the what way Paul that? did yep. it, mm-hmm. and I've actually heard of that, it would be Corky Kentucky. Corky. <laughs> <laughs> Our first dog's name was Corky, oh, and then hilarious. Kentucky Street. That just works. Well, mine well. mine would be <laughs> Long John Von Cockknuckles. <laughs> <laughs> and I would exclusively do pirate porn. Pirate. <laughs> John's my middle name, so Long John Von Cocknuckles. Oh, very nice. There's, there's a grain of truth in every lie. I like say. it. I like it. You know? say it's more of an ironic name, so. Although no, that's, is, that is true. <laughs> although it is funny because I feel like Muggsy Harrison, like it it's sounds good. It sounds like a legit. Yes, name, it does. Like, yeah. No, we're gonna be talking about a lot of uh, a lot of back in the day stuff because. Yeah. Vanderhoff is a little bit older than we are, so he, but he also can relate to a lot of the struggles we went through as far as collecting. Because while we're done with the collection, he's still collecting, mm-hmm. and it's a vastly different climate now than it was 13 years ago. And I have nothing but mad respect for for Chris for anybody who is still collecting or trying to collect like sets to completion, <clears throat> because. Yeah, I brought it full circle, boys. Full circle, the opening. <laughs> but no, I. But but I'm saying it is a vastly different environment oh, than yeah. it was when we were collecting, when when we were putting together the the collection. And I just don't know how people can even oh, how they could do it anymore. Well, it's like um, we had said when we were at the classic. We met that guy who's also collecting. And yeah. He, what did he pick up? I don't even remember. He was. It, he was had like. Yours, right? Yeah. So yeah, I worked with him. I'm friends with him. But he yeah. said he was at, at like 80 left or something like that. Yeah, something about 80. Yeah. 80 or 81. Just but like that's license. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the license ones. Yeah. That last hundred is just but brutal. It's, but it's just especially it, if it's expensive ones. It's difficult, <laughs> more so now because of the fact that I feel like back then. Everybody had like video games or they had them in like a bin and sometimes you could luck in and find like a Bonk's adventure or you could find a panic restaurant um, Just at like a Goodwill or something like that Nowadays like you can't find anything like that if you do go to a video game store They've got nothing but like the sports titles like the bases loaded the Mario's the Zelda's um, like all the common ones that you would expect yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. see there it's like you don't see that variety anymore like you used to no so yes uh, so I guess first off like what got you into collecting because <clears throat> you don't collect just Nintendo you collect Master System and you, like you collect a little bit of everything to be honest yeah I I got a lot I mean I started I didn't start collecting in the beginning beginning we had a Commodore Vic 20 and I don't know if you guys remember that. You guys might be oh. too young, but William Shatner was actually the spokesperson for it. Oh, he wow. would do the, oh, the, the ads. I feel yeah. like I vaguely remember. I that. don't. I want to say they didn't do TV commercials for it at the time. Mm. And then, um, so we had that. Got started playing on that, but um, what was on that? They had Gorf. Oh, I remember Gorf. Radar Rat Race. 
Do um, you know that Gorf is frog backwards? Yes, it is. Yeah. Wow. No, that's that's how they came up with the name. <laughs> is that how they come up with? Is that the porn name? No, 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 no. Gorf <laughs> is literally frog backwards. Well, I know it's frog backwards, but that's not how why they came up with the name, was it? I don't know. I don't think I so. Don't, oh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Jupiter Landium was on it, but mm. the the games I really liked on there were the text adventure games, mm. like oh, yeah. uh, like Infocon, the Zork games, and Scott Scott Adams is the one that developed the ones on the Vic Twenty. And I would sit down with my mom and we would play the uh, the text adventure games. Hmm. We ended up getting a Commodore sixty four. My mm. dad got one from someone from work. Back at that time, tons of floppies. Yeah. Back at that time, everything was pirated. Oh, of course. Everyone had their, when you loaded it, it took five minutes, eight minutes for a game to load. Oh, my God. But then the screen would come up with um, cracked by, and it would have the person's, their cracked name. Oh. Yeah. And then, you know, you'd go and play the game, and I love, I'm, I think the Commodore 64 was one of the best systems, I people, guess you can call it a still system. talk about it very Especially at that regard. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I really, I found Zork on that one, another text game that my mom, wow. and, my mom and I would play. <laughs> and we ended up, at that time, you didn't have the internet. No. So then we actually came from Racine up to the Kenosha Library because they had the visit clues and we'd copy them. Mm. They had them all filled out and then we'd go to the copy machine and <laughs> copy the answers. Yeah. But with those games, I love those text games. But then... Those were so cool. When I when I <clears> first <throat> learned computer programming in, in high school, I used to, instead of doing the assignment, I would always just create text games. I love them. I mean, because yeah. you'd have your graph paper. you you know, put the room on the graph paper. This is what's in the room. And just map it all. Mm -hmm. Loved mapping it, trying to figure out what... Mm -hmm. what you had to do in the game and Infocom had the best text adventure games. The comedy in there, the writing, the writing was spectacular. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if you guys have ever played one, but yes, I they have. they had some great writing and then unfortunately Infocom tried to do a spreadsheet program and that's where I think it was called Cornerstone and that's where their downfall happened. Then Activision mm. bought them, and Activision didn't do much. They uh. just started doing... They they used the Zork name, but it was Graphic Adventure. It, it wasn't the same. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then, eventually, um, my best friend across the street, I, you met him, Chad. I don't mm. think Kevin or Andy has. Mm. But um, lived across the street. He had a Nintendo. He also eventually got Genesis, but at that time... You had the commercials, and back mm -hmm. at that time, when a commercial was shown for a video game, you usually saw gameplay. Nowadays, you oh, really yeah. don't see gameplay. No. Well, that's, it's all it's all like rendered cutscenes yeah. and stuff. Now. Yeah, that's why E3 to me is kind of a joke because it's like most of those trailers they show at E3 are just like cinematic trailers. Yeah, well, very yeah. rarely. E3 ever show became games. worse because it became okay. We're showing this game. That game comes out in five years rather than yeah. this year or next well, year like even, it used to be. Well, it's not even just that. They'll show, like, <clears throat> screenshots, and then they'll say, like, at the bottom, like, not actual gameplay footage or, or well, actual game... Part of the reason is, like, alpha builds yeah. always look better because they're part of a pitch. Yes, right, right. of course. And so, that's why, yeah. So that's why, they, because the, I can't remember what company got in trouble for it, but 
Um, it's basically because that's the renders that they use to pitch it to st the, the studio itself to say, hey, this is the concept we want to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like it's like early test footage for for movies is often vastly different yeah. from the movie that comes out. Yeah. I, I still remember before Ocarina of Time came out when they had done a trailer for and like Link looks totally different. Yeah, it was either that or Majora's Mask. I don't remember which, but I remember they did kind of like a almost like a tech demo looking thing of it, and it was like mm -hmm. this looks nothing like the final product. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just it's so much different nowadays than mm -hmm. it was back then. I still remember it was Zelda two. And I believe that was commercial. You had the wizard kind of up in the tower. Um, and then all of a sudden, he's talking, have to save Zelda. She's sleeping. And then it showed the gameplay footage. Mm -hmm. And just nowadays, you don't you don't get any of that. To me, it's just, it's not the same. It's I, I'd rather see the gameplay footage and mm -hmm. all that. I mean... I guess nowadays you have the internet, you have IGN and all these websites and gameplay footage on YouTube and all that. Well, it's, so. To be honest, it's not even a completely modern trend because it started back PS1 era when yeah. they started doing like the the really heavy slams towards Nintendo with like Crash Bandicoot and stuff oh, like yeah. that. How much gameplay did you see in any of those? Almost none. Yeah, it was him bit. mocking Nintendo <clears throat> and stuff like that, and that was the ad for the game. I remember. I remember, I remember that those he, ads with Crash Bandicoot yeah, dressed suit. up in that yeah. suit, mm -hmm. and you'll see a little bit, but it's not much. Yeah, like it started like late so nineties, early two thousands is yeah. when that that trend uh, really started. I was say because even when Genesis and Nintendo had well, during the console wars, yeah, you know, you would still see gameplay footage. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. For oh, sure. yeah. yeah. I mean, those were like the best fucking ads too. You know, I don't know. Some of Nintendo's like early, like the Zelda Two one, I remember, yeah. because it did the the live action like Link, and then it goes into the game. It it just if you watch them, they were bad. But I mean, <laughs> at the time they caught your you, attention. Exactly. Though, I will say exactly. that just like do you remember the old Pokemon commercials where you know they would show them out mm -hmm. in the world and stuff. Oh, yeah. walking. Yep. Obviously, it's a, you know. Yeah. yeah. But still, that was the shit that caught you because you're like. Ah! Pokemon 64! Like, <laughs> Pokemon 64! Which, well, Pokemon Stadium, but... Yeah. Yeah. No. Nope. You said nope. Pokemon 64. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm sure that was probably the name of it in development. Because <clears throat> oh, everything was... Oh, everything was something 64. Something, yeah. Just yeah. like when the DS launched, the big thing was everything needed to have some form of DS yes. in there. You had Lunar Dragon Song, DS. Yeah, you had Dawn of Sorrow, DS. Resident Evil, yeah. Resident Evil Deadly Silence. Yes, yeah. like that was their big push. Is something it has a reference DS somehow. DS. Yeah. yeah, and then because I, yeah. I remember a lot of games, even they were they even forced like the gimmick of the touchscreen, which is mm -hmm. why Dawn of Sorrow had the the draw. You had to draw the seals. At on least the it screen. was metal oh, yeah. on that one, right? But it's just yeah, that was the big thing. But yeah, you don't see ads like that anymore. Hell, you barely even see commercials anymore. Well, no. that's because they they've switched purely to the online market for most gaming yeah. stuff yeah. because the the cost to put a, a commercials up has gone up and it's not even though gaming is like, like the second or third biggest industry in the world yeah. it's not worth it because the, the their target audience isn't there and they know it I mean you see it every so often like when I'm on YouTube I'll see commercials Again, every so often online but and those are made specifically for <laughs> right for, for mean, online not TV even, TV yeah. well I mean to be honest I would say more, most people don't even have TV TV anymore. I it's mean, a lot of streaming Hulu, services. Yeah. Netflix. I mean, you know, that's still... I, every so often I'll see a game one on there as well. But it's mostly ads for 
what what erection dysfunction and whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. else because i mean it's either medicine or cars those yeah. are the two things two commercials you ever beer. only seen it very rarely beer it's usually seltzer now let's be honest yeah. hard seltzer get the fuck out of here who why why is this a thing that hard water is a thing who is like i want to get drunk but i also want to stay hydrated <laughs> hard water perfect an alcoholic god it's the worst the worst. Well, they do it because it's healthier. It's the healthier alternative. There you less, go. less calories. If I'm so. drinking, I don't care about the calories. <laughs> I'm drinking. Like that's it's like drinking and you're worried about your carbs. That's the worst thing ever. Just, they don't drink. Depends on what drinking. you're drinking. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. But yes, this is. But that's well, like I said, that's why we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. The, the, good old days of yore when our parabens were in our diapers and we weren't worried about how much chicken was actually in our chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Games were games, damn it! How much pink sludge is in the uh, (sighs) McDonald's burger. Or what was that one? How much ground up worm was in the Taco Bell taco taco meat? Yeah, well, they didn't test for horse meat. Didn't test for crow either. Uh, Never mind. That was the McChicken. These these two wouldn't get that. You probably would. Oh, yeah. But uh, the, there was a, so there was a company in, I didn't want to say, I would say it was UK and uh, like Sweden or something like that. One, like, it was like TV, type, like a TV dinner type thing. They, there was horse meat in the, the food. Okay. And it got past the company and he was like, well, we didn't test for horse meat because we didn't. We also didn't test for like crow meat <laughs> and stuff like that. So they got in trouble for having horse meat in their food. Oh my god! Wow. So, but it was on uh, one of the big fat quiz. Yeah, things, I remember. So. That. Yeah. But yes. So obviously, then you said you you got into it that way. Um, where are you at currently in your collecting? I know you're very close on Master System, correct? Well, I at, need at least as of the classic you were. I need six more. Six more for Sega Master System. It's it's gonna be tough because Sonic, which I he's going after. Let me let me preface this by mm. saying though that That's he right. is going after complete inbox. This is not like Nintendo not where, like it's, where it's cartridge only and you just want to try to get the game. He's trying to get them complete. And That's a whole new level. Yeah, I wasn't originally gonna go for Sega Master System, but then what was it? six years ago maybe five years ago i realized i had over half of them already Mm -hmm. and that was all from goodwill finding stuff at thrift shops goodwill when you can actually go there and get stuff so i'm like oh this is doable well now i'm down to six but now it's still needs sonic which i still haven't decided because sonic is a whole nother can of worms what what makes it so well so what <clears throat> sega uh what sega did there are there's four titles that came out in the pal region they released them at the end of the sega master system cycle in the uh u.s hmm. what they did was they took those four pal games released them in the u.s and put a barcode sticker a U.S. barcode sticker over the back of the box. That's, That's the right. only. That's difference. the only way to tell that it's it, it's a 
like a U.S. copy, like is it's got a if it's got that if it's got that UPC code that's oh, stuck wow. to the box. It's stuck uh, over. It's on the back of the box over mm -hmm. the Pell UPC. Wait, they code. literally just like stickers over them? Yes, it's just that's literally hilarious. just a sticker. That's the only. You difference. could technically peel that sticker off. Technically, if you're careful he's, enough. Yeah. Or oh well, and actually, <clears throat> and you can talk to this too, is that the adhesives. They eventually, they break. eventually break down, and they right. just they come off. Yeah, because I showed you guys the picture. Mm -hmm. I got, I ended up lucking out on Strider. Someone from, it's so weird because it was someone from Europe had a copy of Strider for sale. They only had the front, um, a picture of the front in the eBay auction. So I asked them for pictures of the back and of the the cart and the manual. And normally, when you do that they'll add it to the auction. This guy didn't. He oh. only sent them to me, and the back had the sticker on it. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. How's this guy get a, an American copy? Well, And from Europe, too. And he's from yeah. Europe. Yeah. So I ended up winning it. It was after shipping and um, buying it and shipping. It was 60, 70. It goes uh, 150, 200. <laughs> So I got it in, and the sticker was on there. It was it was good. I sent pictures, and then all of a sudden, uh, I had, I had set it aside, and then I uh, went to grab it, and the sticker's off. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> it it had fallen off, so I, I glued it back on. I mean, wow. it's I would have just stuck it in the box with it. That's so bizarre. But, but yeah. that's that's one thing that I'd, it would drive me nuts as Absolutely. a as a completionist. Like literally, the only way to discern this is by that UPC sticker, and it causes the game to go for like hundreds of dollars versus like the PAL version, which is like right. fifty and to a hundred dollars. The PAL like, versions play on the system just fine, or yeah. Like oh, that that guy I got that um, game from, mm -hmm. he accidentally sent me. A copy of Terminator 2, which only came, was only released as a PAL game. Yeah, it was, a, yeah, it was oh. European. European. Yep. And, and it worked fine. I must say, said Master System and wasn't region locked. It yeah, wasn't it was region locked. And so, was that something that started with like PS1 then? Was region locking? I think so. Nintendo technically Oh, was it? You yeah. couldn't play a Japanese game on our no. Nintendo. No. Okay. You could, no. Yeah. I didn't say because yeah, I, I mean, if you get a Famicom converter, the early black box games are heavier, and if there's a yeah. Famicom converter in there, you can stick it in. My and, copy of oh, Stackup okay. has the uh, has the Famicom converter. So, I don't think the Super Nintendo was. You couldn't you couldn't play Super they don't Famicom fit. games. Yeah, they no, don't maybe fit. Not. Same yeah, with right. Nintendo 64. You have to remove two tabs from Japanese games to make them fit in the 64. Mm. That's so bizarre. Yeah, the whole, like, the whole concept of it doesn't make sense. But it's just it's it's crazy. I'm because it's easy for someone to just make up their own sticker. Print so, a label. So, so just, when yeah, you're yeah. looking, you have to look at age, how dirty it is, because if it's a clean sticker. It's most likely it's a reproduction, a reproduction. Or, or somebody is trying to. That is the only yeah. difference. In the in the U.S., they made the the manuals are horizontal. Mm -hmm. Pell manuals are uh, they're uh, vertical in the U.S. Horizontal for a Pell. Mm -hmm. And so I have to decide on Sonic complete Pell copies, maybe fifty seventy five. <laughs> U.S. copy with that barcode sticker is like a grand. I would just go with the pal. So it's the same thing. It, 
<laughs> and, and, and literally, wow. the, the you are paying that premium for the fucking sticker for the UPC it's for the sticker for the which, sticker. That's which, like those people who will spend is, the extra amount for like the five screw versus the three screw. That uh, one, that one just drives I, me. I, that nuts. drives me. That crazy. drives me nuts when people advertise things as like, oh, the rare <clears> five screw. It's like that's just because that's what came out at that time. That's, so, one, uh, of, that's one of those on. things I don't get about collecting. I will never get it's into be, like the like yeah. how. God, it seems like how the prices are so like arbitrary for like which versions, mm-hmm. especially if there's no actual difference between the two. But that stupid little sticker, sticker. it's like, why? Like there is no legitimate reason to say, well, this, this version should be you know two or three times mm-hmm. the price. There weren't that many released here. I think what they yeah, did that, was yeah. took extra stock from Pal. Let's release it. In Let's the release US. it here just to and try to double. The collector yeah. in me wants the American version, of course. But I'm like, I don't think I can justify like. Fuck well, dick, it really grand. is that expensive. And and unfortunately too, there is an extremely expensive game that was not just a, a European one, but Buster Douglas uh, mm. boxing. Complete in box is like one thousand three hundred. And that game, I have no. I don't have. I have it. no idea why that game is as expensive as it is. It was one of the last ones. Was it? Oh, that's probably. Oh, I mean, yeah. so like right now, <laughs> if you look, Sonic the Hedgehog on the Master System for PAL, complete yeah. thirty dollars. Yeah. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. <laughs> Sega Master System here seven twenty seven. You're talking five sixty just the cart. For Sonic the Hedgehog, the U.S. Makes Master no, System. But that makes no sense to me, then, because the cart is literally the same. Isn't see, it? The cart and the manual are exactly so, the same. That's what I'm talking about. So it's so arbitrary it's just because just the it's in the U.S., therefore it's it's worth it's No. It, well, that's... Yeah, that doesn't make sense. If the carts it, are exactly the same, how would you tell the difference? Yeah, how would you... you the only... There is no there difference. There literally is no difference. Like the box I get with the with the sticker. Yeah. But, okay. But there's then, a difference there, but with the cart itself, how would you buy cart only? Unless unless they're like, unless they're advertising it as uh, as a U.S. release and who? Why would you ever a, sell a PAL It's exactly cart? the same. So there's literally no differentiation between a PAL so, cart and a U.S. <clears throat> cart of Sonic the Hedgehog for Masters. Basically, if I had a U.S. copy of Sonic with that UPC sticker on the back. And it fell off, and I couldn't find it. I'm out like five, yeah, seven hundred thousand dollars. Then you basically, then you basically version. Like, it's a pal. What yeah. would stop you then from buying the pal version of Sonic the Hedgehog for twenty three dollars, and then just finding a box? Because technically, you well, it, you would know it's the pal version, but then you could just say it's the American one because there's no differentiation between the two cards, right? There's no different except five hundred and forty dollars at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing That's at insane all. insane to me. And if anyone... I didn't find this out until I started looking. Sega Master System? Now, I knew one person when I was a kid that had a Master System, and I played Double Dragon. I'm like, this is so cool. That's before I knew Double Dragon on Nintendo was one player. Mm-hmm. But we played that, Jungle Hunt, and I think it was Enduro Racer. But, um... That was the only time I ever played a Sega Master System. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. But um, the Sega Master System, if anyone goes in collecting, it's actually not bad because it is not region locked. Mm-hmm. There's Streets of Rage came out as pal. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they had um, was it 
tons of games. No, Ninja was... Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. I want to get Spellmasters, like a kind of Castlevania clone that only came out there. I'll say it was called Bare Knuckle, I think, in Japan. There's Bare, Bare Knuckle Solid. in Japan. Yeah. Knuckle Asterix Solid. came out, supposed to be pretty good. There's a lot of non-U.S. games that are really <clears> nice, yeah. pretty good. That's So here's a funny thing. Notice what site? Price Journey. Yeah. So this is an article from 2011. Oh. About they do, Sonic. They, they did. They used to do articles. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't realize know that they that. did articles. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, it's basically, uh, down here, it goes all, it goes through, like, talking about how a most recent copy back then sold for $1,000. Yeah. When, um... Other copies sell regularly from 30 to 40. And it's like, the only difference is that sticker. And then let's say, the U.S. and European Sonic games for the Master System are literally exactly the same. The only difference is the small UPC sticker yep. placed on the U.S. version. The game has become notorious with collectors because the value is so different, but the rare version can easily be faked with a UPC printer and labels. Yeah, yep. that's what I figured. Exactly. <clears throat> so it was even an issue... 11 years ago. Yeah, back then. You could, yep. What would stop you from like going online, just screen, like getting a screen grab of like the back of an American box, just recreating that yep. UPC? Yeah, because you can't like really scan it. I mean, it's, well, it's got its, well, it's, no, 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 no. <coughs> but it's, it's got its own unique UPC code. So right. like, the number. It, yeah, yeah, so yeah, if, but if you scanned it, it there's a number back. right there. I could yep. literally just recreate exactly. it. Exactly. You could create mm-hmm. that exact UPC label and yeah. who would know? Yep. It's not so, like it would go anywhere. For those four games, it's Spider-Man, Strider, Sonic, and Golden Axe Warrior. Wow. And for those four games, you need to look at how dirty the label is, if mm-hmm. it has any age, if maybe any creaks, is it um, starting to uh, fall off? Mm-hmm. That's that's what you have to look for, for those four games. And so, I have Strider. Mm-hmm. I still need Spider-Man. I still need Sonic, which mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. I have Golden Axe, but I don't have the box. Or mm-hmm. Golden Axe Warrior, which you guys should play. It's the Zelda clone. I was about to say, I feel like I played something like that on the Game Gear. Yes, was there, it Axe Battler? Was, Wasn't that kind of like that? I think it's Axe Battler, <clears throat> which I thought was an RP-ish game. It is. It's Yeah, it's like a Legend of Zelda. Like, the one for like Sega that. Master System, it's just Golden Axe in name. I think they're just trying to sell it. It's oh, not really... Well, I think Dark Adder, I think. Death Adder. Death Adder, I think, is in it, but I think that's about as Golden Axe as you get. Well, who, mm-hmm. Who's the character you play as? Is it the, the barbarian guy? It looks like a dwarf, but I don't oh. think it's anyone oh. from the Golden Axe universe. I think well, it's a... a I, have, I have a quick question. Um, so, the U.S. release for Sonic on uh, in Master System mm-hmm. in Europe, it's got the blurb in English and then in multiple other languages. Is it the same in the U.S.? Yes, because it is the PAL version. That's okay. another difference. Everything in America is in English on the back. If you see any other language except for Strider, Spider-Man, Golden Axe Warrior, okay, and Sonic, yeah, I just saw has that five PAL. languages. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. PAL. That's how you know if it's PAL. Okay. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. it's American. You look at the back of the box, or you look to see if the manual is vertical or horizontal. Doesn't it okay. also say like at the at the bottom? Sega of America. Sega of America is on the bottom. Is on That's the, bottom. the other way you is, can yeah. tell. 
it'll say Sega of America. Yep. So basically, the box is the only real except identifier. for those four games. Yeah, that's insane to me. How Isn't would you feasibly collect? So that? even on the cart, there's no difference. It doesn't say Sega of America. It's or anything. exactly the same. No. That's what I was trying to get at. Cart like, is cart is literally the same. Okay. Exactly the same. So you the could manuals. theoretically buy like eight copies of Sonic. The PAL version, for 40 to and 50 then sell it, put it on eBay for say, five fifty, and then say it's yeah, the say this version. is the American version. There's no way to differentiate. Yeah. I don't no, anybody no. know. Well, and the funny thing that is, seems like, really shitty. I, it doesn't it. And also a very good idea. Although it's, <laughs> it's also weird because the um, I would never do that, but yes. Apparently on like the PAL TVs and stuff, um, so, like their the master system and stuff in, in Europe only was a fifty hertz, whereas here We're in the US it's sixty. 60. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, like, even though it's the same card, it plays at two different now, like, I, frequencies. I had it's heard weird. some PAL games don't work here because of the Hertz. Because I our think, TVs were 60 I think it's because of the Hertz. Yeah. It does something when playing it, it just shot. doesn't yeah. work. Gross. Well, that's why Sonic here is much faster than it is over yes. there. Right. If, you, if right. you play it <clears throat> over there, it's slower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But it almost plays like kind of, have you ever played Sonic Spinball? Spinball's oh. really sluggish and kind of. I like crawling. that game. It's not, not many it's not people a bad like game. it. I like it. It's not great by it's any not, means. It's not great. But like it plays kind of slow and sluggish, isn't it? Isn't, am I remembering well, yeah, what the original one was between the two? Different? That was well. It, it was slower. It, right. Yes, but. and I think PAL does generally play slower because that was one of the people's like big gripes when the um, the PlayStation. Uh, like mini console came out. Oh, yeah. They said that the games were actually They're PAL. PAL they run slower. Yeah, so they ran slower. Interesting. Like, that's why was they, it ten percent slower uh, or something like that? Or that's 30%? why when people also hacked the the PlayStation Mini, they were able to actually get it up to proper frame rates and stuff. Yeah, interesting. I did grab one of those PlayStations when it was never, on, it was uh, on clearance for twenty. I'm like, it might as well. Oh, the you found for twenty. I think it was twenty at Target. Oh, that's not see, bad. I, oh, yeah. I've never. I don't that, think I that's ever not bad. It. I don't think I ever saw it less than fifty. It was like twenty or thirty when they oh, were clearing it out. It's yeah. just a shame the games they released for us versus like the Japanese ones. because yeah. yeah. their their selection for the Japanese ones were ten times. Were, were, they, were they were all in the system already? Though. Yeah. You could unlock them. I will never. The, I will never understand why they selected the games that they selected. For they, they weren't good selection. No. The, the best one is the Turbo Graphics one. The they Turbo did a Graphics, Turbo Graphics mini. mini. It only, um, yeah, um, you can only get it on Amazon. Oh, it only gotcha. sold through Amazon. It was oh, 100, and now people are selling them for oh, of two, two fifty. Oh, of course, because it was. But I'm like, it's well, the Turbo Graphics at that time. Not many people knew about it, but mm-hmm. I mean, I have Turbo Graphics. I have Turbo Dual, and. It's a good system. There are some good games, and people either people never played it, or the back then and wanted it, or the people. It's just expensive, from what I remember. It, comparatively speaking, of course. There, those prices are going up now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's hard to find some of that, like cotton for uh, Turbo. I think it's CD. It's over yeah it's so the numbers there just wasn't as many games produced for the turbo graphics but it was one of those systems where it's it wasn't advertised heavily here and you had nintendo you had sega you had all these other systems more expensive at the time too well i I don't know just like more expensive cdi but i want to say about 200 turbo cd was actually the first cd system it wasn't the Sega Sega CD. cd yeah and I think that was 400 for the add-on. Now, 
the problem was it was it was NEC that did it, but it was actually I think hmm. I can't remember if Hudson was part of that at the time, but Hudson I think NEC did the hardware. Hudson said they do the software, but that was it over in Japan. Mm. When it came over here, they didn't want to market all the good games that Japan had. The the U.S. side of it, they said we want this, we want this, we want this. Japan wouldn't release it over here, and that's uh, a lot of the reason why it, it failed. Fa- failed yeah. here. Well, they've yeah. been doing it that was, since it was, Nintendo. It's kind of like how. Uh, Sega Japan oh, God. screwed up yeah. over here. I mean, yeah, with Sega would still be doing yeah. hardware if, if they would let yeah. Tom Kalinske do what he wanted. And I was going to say, everybody, like, if you haven't, you owe it to yourself, check out the book Console oh, Wars. That book is so good. Because <laughs> Tom Kalinske is really an unsung hero in the video game industry. He started at he, Mattel he with Barbie, what I believe. He is caused wow. Sega to actually, like, during the whole Sega-Nintendo war in the early 90s, people don't realize that Sega, for a time, was the market It held like, the most market. They were on top of the world. And he was able to get something that had only a 10% share to being a higher share than Nintendo. And he did the best he could, but for some reason, Sega of Japan never liked the success it's, that Sega of America it's did. All because ego over there. It, was, it was basically yeah. overshadowing the success of Sega of Japan, Japan. So they yep. did not like that. And so they would do things to intentionally sabotage Sega of America because they didn't want them to outperform Sega yep, of Japan. That's exactly what it was. Could and you, it was it, it's it's insane. Like they they were the reason why the Sega It's one Saturn, big company. Why wouldn't yeah, you? They're the reason why the Sega Saturn came out with no freaking launch titles. Yeah. Oh, we're going to we're going to release on Saturn Day, I think it was in October. Yeah. And then all of a sudden was it E3 or was it at e- the CES show? I, it was, it was one of them. It was E3, I think it was in E3. like May or something and like then, that. Yeah. They get up there, Sega goes first, and then they go, oh, and the Saturn's coming out today. All the retailers were pissed. Yeah. Because, because they, were, they yeah. were building up for this release on Sega Saturn Day. Mm-hmm. And then I think Toys R Us came out. I think Walmart got out and said, we're not going to deal with Sega anymore. And then the, the price was, then, I think, 400 And, and then the Sony goes on. And the developer, what's it? Sony goes on after Sega. And all they say was two ninety nine. No, that or was, was it no, one that was your for your, the PlayStation. Yeah, but that was for the PlayStation two. No, because no. PlayStation two, PS one was two ninety nine. It oh, was, was two ninety nine. Oh, okay. Then maybe it was PS one. Saturn was three ninety nine. So they came out. The the price was. They said the price three ninety nine for the. I Saturn. remember the, the and PlayStation was, guy. Yeah, I think Jack Tradell, mm-hmm. I think for Sony came out after Saturn or Sega's. Uh, I think because they say you can't sell a system for three hundred dollars, and so they literally the guy yep. came out is like two ninety nine, walked out, and walked out, <laughs> and, and they were all clapping, oh, like monstrous. And that was that just started the downfall of Sega. Yeah. I mean, if if you really think about it, if Sega had not shot themselves in the foot. They might have crushed Nintendo. Oh, very much so. Like we have. almost would have no Nintendo. I'd oh, have my oh, the opposite way. Nintendo would be a software company. Yeah, like yeah. Sega is. I'd have that, my Dreamcast too. Man. That's what's so surprising to me is <laughs> Sega. Even even though that happened to them, they're still around and still relevant. Like how many other things have have 
release systems that just don't do anything anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you have all these other systems that came out around that era. You, 3DO, mm-hmm. the... the uh, uh, 3DO, 3DO Neo was like what seven hundred dollars. Oh 3DO, 3DO was CDI, you have the Neo, Neo Geo. Geo. Uh, you have, I don't it's, know if you can kind of call it the Nuon. I don't know if you remember that. The Nuon was Samsung. It was a DVD player, but it had something with. Uh, they released software on it. It's oh, not well known. Oh, yeah. um, the Pioneer Laser Active. Okay. I think that might have been around that time. That was. Do you guys know about the laser active? Yeah. No. Yeah, it sounds familiar. It, but it's it's, it's a laser. Disc. It plays laser discs, yeah. but then you can wow. get a Sega module and a Turbo Graphics module and a karaoke module oh put in there. It kind of sounds like the like today's Polymega. You know, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Basically, you put them in, and then it had its own branded controller. Oh, interesting. It's oh. Pioneer. That's one of the holy grails online, but uh, it's like a grand. Of course, it is. Yeah, it's well, it's rare. <clears throat> yeah. CDI Neo came Geo out around was that time. Six fifty, and three DO was six ninety nine. Yep. How much was oh, Neo oh, Geo? God. Like six fifty. Six fifty at launch. The Neo Geo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I found a list. Six. It's every game, every system, their launch year, and what they cost. And you're talking back then. Yeah. Back so then. like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, even PlayStation, like just two ninety nine is so much more feasible than mm-hmm. six and fucking you know, fifty. Those systems, like the Neo Geo and the 3DO, you gotta, you gotta. Remember. They were also very arcade accurate compared yes, to the console. Oh yeah, yes, they're gra- they, were, they were graphically superior in, in every every. I don't know if you guys remember this. You may be too young, but those systems, because they were kind of niche systems. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you could not find them in Target. You couldn't find them no, at Walmart. No, you had to Toys go. Toys R Us. I only too. saw yeah. the 3DO and a Neo Geo. I only saw the software, etc., yeah. when it was back in retail. Oh. Yeah, that's the only place I ever saw them. Game the GameStop exist back then. No, I don't think so. It was Funkoland. It was Funkoland, and they didn't sell new systems. I don't think GameStop didn't come around until. So it was. it was a Babbage's conglomerate. was around, it was I a, think, though. It was a conglomerate. There was Babbage's. There was Software, the software Center. I had for it. There was Electronics for the Boutique. Panasonic. And there was Funkoland. Yeah. 700 I didn't That's realize insane. that. That's insane. I remember them being obscenely expensive. Yeah. Yes. I remember the Neo Geos being expensive. And, well, the reason the 3DO was so expensive... Oh, and the 3DO, yeah. ...is what they did was that they um, they sourced out the hardware. The, the mm. company itself didn't... Uh, the way it was, it was um, they had to pay the hardware company. It's it's not through the normal channel, so that's why you see the Gold Star 3DO, you see the Panasonic 3DO. Oh my God, they didn't make like Nintendo makes the they pay they make their own right, switches. Right. So Panasonic made it for 3DO, Gold Star made it for 3DO. So it's so high because they had to pay them mm-hmm. for that. And that's another reason why why that failed. Now the 3DO Trip Hawkins actually quit EA. Yeah, to I start, believe he yeah. founded EA and then yes, he, he went and started the 3DO. Yeah, wow. and and bless his heart, he thought that he was gonna freaking enter the market and just yep. destroy the market. <laughs> and he honestly thought that their mistake was not doing it internally. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't recall much marketing either. No. I mean, I know I saw it. I remember the... some. There, I just, I'm scrolling through 3DO ads There right was now one. And... There, I remember seeing the 3DO ads in, like, video game magazines. That's, yeah. But, that's, I don't, yeah. but the, there was only one commercial I ever remember. I don't the remember 3DO commercials. Was, it was, like... A Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis was, was being like EGM. was being thrown into like a toy box, and they said yeah. leave like the toys are for babies or something like that, and then this is for you, an adult. And, yeah, mm. and it was the 3DO. Actually, one of the Man. one of the ads I just saw for him uh, said uh, we have it, they don't. And on the side, it's like sex, violence, and some yeah. other stuff. Uh huh. You know what else they? Well, I always remember oh, oh. only ever I'm seeing a, them that. Um, you know, you know what else. K or KB no, it wasn't. It wasn't KB. It was um. So you know, on Green Bay Road there, you have that that strip. Yeah. Like Coles and yeah. Fresh Time and all yeah. that. There used to be. Oh. A st- I can't remember what it was. It was games. No, it was no. It was KB Toys. Kenosha KB Toy Works. Yeah, in Kenosha. Highway Fifty. That's yeah. KB. It was KB. I always remember seeing seeing the 3DO, Neo Geo, and all that shit in KB, in like the Virtual Boy, because I never, I never remember seeing Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy, I only remember at KB. Yes, KB. I remember Virtual Boy very distinctly. Yeah. But like, yeah, those. It's what a fucking. You still couldn't now even launch a console and compete with the big three. No. It's impossible, no. and it's well. It's just so funny too because back then, those those were the prices for systems, and people are complaining about like six hundred dollars for a PlayStation Five. It's like, do you guys realize like twenty? Yeah, I was talking about sex, drugs, violence, weapons, San Francisco men in tights. But then in the lower right corner, plus. What's, we got it, they don't. We got it, they don't. Yeah, they also got plumbers <laughs> don't wear ties. <laughs> That's one game I always wanted to get. This is so stupid. Now, I, got, I have a Panasonic Take 3DO. Take your goddamn clothes off. Have you ever played it? <laughs> have you played it? I've seen it before. I want to I get that one. That one I don't have, but uh, I, I do have a Panasonic 3DO. I don't know, 20-ish wow. games. Oh, wow. But um, that was before. I mean, I guess I... I'm not actively collecting for 3DO, so I don't know mm-hmm. how much stuff is. But when I find it, I you just pick it I up. I pick it up. Yeah. But um, I played some of the games. I mean, it's not bad, but I, I don't have it hooked up right now. It's in storage. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't bad. But man, 700 bucks. That's. Yeah. I mean, back back then. Like, I wasn't. I I got games. Now when I was a kid, all, all my money went to buy Nintendo games. Once I got mm-hmm. a Nintendo for Christmas, it was probably, I want to say, well, it came out in 85. I want to say maybe, I didn't get one for like, until probably 89, maybe 90. Because I remember there was at least three years it was on my Christmas list. Oh my God. <laughs> what was on your Christmas list? Uh, a Nintendo. Nintendo. Oh, a Nintendo. Because oh, all we had yeah. was Commodore 64. Oh, of course, yeah. The first console I played was Tyrese 2600 at my grandma and grandpa's and it's so funny because i found out paul lives like a block away from where my grandma and grandpa was oh that's funny so we would go over there for christmas and easter and whatever and we play combat with everyone frog Mm -hmm. hog Mm -hmm. fly frogs and flies like that and so grand prix i love i love frogs and flies so that was first system i played on but at home we had the commodore vic 20 commodore 64 so I finally got that Nintendo, and I like crap my pants. <laughs> it was. He was the kid from that N64 commercial. Oh yeah. yeah. Nintendo 64. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And it, it was the one with the gun. It had Doc Hunt. Well, of course. Yeah. And Mario, that, yeah, Mario Brothers. By that time, Deluxe set, set would have been gone, and my parents wouldn't have paid that much anyways. Um, so, played that. Played the crap out of it. <laughs> and it was um, all my money went to video games. All my allowance, everything <laughs> went, went to video games. But that... I wasn't collecting, I just wanted new games at that time. Mm -hmm. I don't know, 90-ish, I would say. And my games would be, I'd get the clearance games, because then I could get more games. Of course. Yeah. It, it, it didn't matter to me. We didn't think Quantity about over quality. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And now, now that I'm an adult, I can basically buy whatever I want. It's kind of lost that magic, because now mm -hmm. I can buy everything back then. Yeah. I had to build up. I had to save. I had the anticipation. Mm -hmm. And now the magic is lost for me in that sense because, man, I go there and I have enough to not get one, but I can get two games. Yeah. Yeah, but mm. now at least you know if you're getting into a crap game. That's yeah, true. That's yeah, true. but see, back then... You didn't even care. I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care. That, that's I, how I, you had people who loved Daydream and Davey. Hey! Fuck you. <laughs> that was, there you go, I got one on him. Or like Jaws, for instance, because yeah. it's like you had these shit games that. But that was all well, you it had. Was like, so it's like, like you yeah, just you you loved them. it. Like, yeah. speaking of Jaws, I mean, you make good point. You loved it. I mean, you played the heck out of it and you loved it because you had it. But like, Jaws now, back then, I rented it from Farmore. Mm -hmm. Go old Farmore. I rented it from Farmore. And you know what? You had Farmore. Not many people know about this. You have, I got it from Farmore, but then next door was Pick and Save. Mm. Grocery stores rented movies oh, yeah. and video yeah, uh, games. Yeah, Four Star Video started in I, Pick and Save around. And yeah, that's I, another one. Four yeah. Star Video was on Durand Avenue in Racine. And because oh. when Blockbuster um, first came up, it mm. was like five bucks for one night. Yeah. We oh, never geez. went to Blocks. We, we never went to Blocks. Um, it was that expensive. We went Four first. Star, and then when Family Video originally started, we would go started, to Four Star. Like yep. those were the two we went to. We did Four Star, uh, Powerhouse, Powerhouse, I've and uh, I wish. I every so often Blockbuster. Like as it got later, yeah, the, the later consoles, my, we did like PlayStation. And stuff one of the reasons we didn't do Blockbuster very often was because at one point I know around here they you, they required a paid membership. Oh I, don't oh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. So, I just know that you needed the card, but you didn't have no, to No, there was that. some some paid oh. membership thing at one of, wow. one of the locations here, which is why that original location closed. Yeah, that's I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. would we would rent from Blockbuster. Um, but I, I think just, they got rid of it because none of the computers. I just remember had. I remember mm -hmm. games were like I think it was like two ninety nine for uh, like three day rental or something like that. So it, it yeah. ended up being like it, a dollar. Originally, day. it started at five bucks. Yeah, for one that's, night. That's crazy. And then so we would never go there. We we ended up going to Four Star, mm -hmm. and then far more far more came, and um, then pick and save, and they started doing the three nights for. I don't know, three, four bucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we would do that. But, like, I rented Jaws from Farmore. And I think it didn't have the manual. Because if you didn't have the manual, some of them games, you didn't know what the fuck you were well, doing. Yeah. We did uh, Star Tropics. Oh, and, of course, you can't progress past the sub-C without, without the letter. The letter. So once we rented it, we could get to that point. We either, A, had to find 
our copy of Nintendo Power that had the code in it, or that's just basically as far as we could get. Do you know what's funny is that Nintendo did that purposely right. to combat rentals at yeah. like places like Blockbuster yeah. because well, they said, cool. nope, yep. if, if you want to pass this certain part, then guess what? You got to buy our game. You can't just or rent call it. Us. Yeah. Or call, call us. Yeah, or call, call the, power, the yeah. Yeah, tip line. Yeah, for, yeah. for 195 a minute. Yeah. <laughs> that's why games back in the day were so much harder in the U.S. than Japan is to combat rentals. Yeah. Do you know, it's, it, one thing that drives me batty is that there is no consistency in games saying like, oh, well, this game came to didn't come to the United States because it was deemed too hard for American gamers. But then when you take certain games, it's like, okay, so Super Mario Brothers 2 was originally not brought to the United States because they thought yeah. it was too hard, right. which actually, rightfully so, it, it was more trollish it than was anything. A, it was a disgusting fucking abomination of a game. But then, you take, but then you take a game like the Creon uh, Conquest, and it's like, well, this game is, like, it's... We got a version in the United States where you have three lives, you have no continues whatsoever. It, it's hard as shit, but it's like, okay, how did this come over? And you're like, oh, well, American gamers, they like to, to have games difficult. It's like, well, wait, one company saying that you they're, they're not yeah. good and they don't wait. like difficult games, and then another company is... Wasn't there the a opposite? game, too, where our normal was their hard? <clears throat> Mega Man yeah. 2. Mega Man 2, yeah. So yep. they yeah. didn't have a difference between uh, beginner and uh, normal. Their their or expert, I think it was called. Their normal was just expert. Yeah. yeah. Ours was you had either one. Yeah. Because but that was also because of Outcry how hard the original the Mega Man was. was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were like, yeah. this is too fucking hard. Yeah. And but then, I just remember like bits and, and pieces. I think yeah. there might be something else and then too. They tried to, that but then, then you like have games one. like Creon Conquest, yeah. where like you said, they got the rid of our continues. Yeah. The Japanese version, if I'm not mistaken, had continues. passwords too. I think it had passwords. Yeah. And well. yeah, and, and oh God, I feel like they did something else where they tweaked health pickups or something. They did. So, they did all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. Because it's like there was no consistency. Yeah. It was either is this game is brutal or this game is like for babies. Yeah. And, and who so knows? and so it just drives me nuts when they're like, oh yeah, the, the American gamers they they're they're they don't like their their games hard. It's like and then you have certain companies where it's like, oh no, give it as hard as we can make it. Look it's at like what what's why why? I mean, if you look at the Mega Man series one through six, you have one that's really hard, probably yeah. one of the hardest of that series. Oh, and then they two, which is for babies. Yeah, they over three, which kind of goes back to the hard point, but just not quite as hard as one. And then yeah. it kind of evens out from four, five, and six. Yeah. Ninja yeah. Gaiden is another mm -hmm. one. One is very, very hard. Two, not, not as not, much. Yeah. And then three went back to this Just, is fucking insanity. Yeah. Can because you have limited continues. Limited continues. For the makes, first time yeah. in the series. Makes no sense. Makes nope. zero sense so why you would have limited continues. Yeah. You got to wonder what, why. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, something I wanted to touch on. Back then that kids nowadays don't have two things. Magazines and the Christmas catalogs. Oh, the I Christmas miss, catalogs. I miss the Christmas I think we've catalogs. talked about Wishbook before. Both, yeah. both the Wishbook and the Sears. Yeah. J.C. Penney's, mm -hmm. my mom and dad would get them. Toys yeah, R my, my parents and would They were sent to our yep. house every fucking year. Yep. Yep. And that's where my Christmas list came from. Ours too. I yeah, would go through there. I want that game. I want that game. I want exactly. That. Oh that, my no, goodness! God, there's like a Game Boy like now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I and just remember one year in particular that sticks out in my head is I was I was really into like um, not Nerf guns, but they were like 
like the light up ones that would make like sounds and shit. Oh yeah, laser yeah, yeah. You oh my, doing... it wasn't laser tag. It was just like these oh, toy the fucking plastic guns. guns. Yeah, okay. there was like cannons and all sorts. Of... I remember yeah. one year I went ham and I circled like the whole page. I just anything from these four pages. That's all I want. <laughs> and yep. I remember one year when we were huge into Legos. That's all I got was like fifteen sets of different Legos oh, that my cool. parents bought us. It was like, yep. And then one year yeah. was games and mm-hmm. it was just. Well, that book was incredible. It, yes. it was awesome because you had the toys, electronics, yeah, video games. But for me, for my list, it was pretty much all video games. Yeah. Now, the, 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 the one that I remember the most is when I was at my grandma and grandpa's over by your house. And when I got Little Nemo, the Dream Master, oh, from yes, my grandma game. and grandpa. Now, I knew nothing about it, but mm-hmm. man, when I put that game, that is a pretty good game. Now, yeah. towards the end, you get to that last level. It gets a yeah, harder. A difficult, yeah. But that's one that just sticks into my mind, is opening that up and getting that game. And, man, I had fun with that game. Now, you know, the, the magazines themselves, especially Nintendo Power, back at my peak, I had Nintendo Power, subscription, Game Pro, Xbox ma- Magazine, and PlayStation Monthly. So I had four at one time, but the best was always Nintendo Power because I had had two copies of that. Tips and Tricks was the best. Yeah. Because it covered everything. Because I think it might have come with games. Was that EGM or GameStop that put that out? Which one? Tips and Tricks. Game Game Uh, Informer was GameStop. I don't know. Or not Game Game Pro. It was EGM or Game Pro, I thought, put out Tips or Tricks. I thought Tips and Tricks was its own thing. Do you think yeah, it was it its own thing? Yeah, it was its yeah. own thing. I might be thinking of something else then. Because one of them was the one that had demo discs usually. Uh, the PlayStation. Play, uh, the PC monthly. ones always did too because yeah. there was a couple of uh, like Diablo 2. Or no, Diablo and like Blood. The, ori- the way I originally tried those was a demo disc and me and Mish played them. <laughs> wow. So... But the, the best thing about Nintendo Power is every time my subscription was coming up, I would wait to last because normally they'll throw in something. My first subscription was my first subscription Nintendo Power. I got Dragon Warrior with the Explorer's Map. Oh, or the Explorer Handbook. Yes, and I love that game. It's probably the one that really got me into RPGs because I didn't play. Well, Chad had Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy was first. Yeah, uh, they were around the same time. I, I don't. I, I technically, think, I think Dragon Warrior may have came out first in I, Japan, yes. and then like a couple months later, Dragon was Warrior. Final, I want to say because what was Final Fantasy? You know who published that? Who? You're, yeah, guess what company published it? Sega. It's not a video game company. Hasbro. Um, Mattel. Milton Bradley. What? Just, just. What, who? LFP. Who's what is LFP? LFP? Larry Flint Productions. Oh, no way! What? <laughs> oh my god, Tips Hustler. makes all the sense in the world! Hustler! Oh Are you serious? Yes. Hustler? Get way. it? Tips and tricks as in the tip of the penis oh, and, oh, and my prostitutes? God. Oh my fucking god! Full fucking circle! LFP. No and here I thought I was full of shit with that what? porn opening. Oh my and god. It came, and it just come full circle, came full circle twice. So, wow. 720, baby. Wow. I never would have guessed that was the Oh my god, out. that's amazing. Oh you god. knew ahead of time, didn't you? Fuck you. Give me that glam. Do you want to put that back up here? That's yeah. hilarious. That's so <laughs> I was wow. funny. So I ended up. That is so funny. Chad had Final <laughs> Fantasy. Mm-hmm. 
I played the heck out of Dragon Warrior, which curious. RPGs are my favorite, mm-hmm. and it's probably starting there, you know, with Dragon Warrior. And then every time I'd get something from Nintendo, um, I remember when I got, I thought it was uh, Donkey Kong Country 64 and the Banana Controller. They like you could order that from them. It wasn't like a free giveaway, was it? It was a free game. Oh, it was a free giveaway. I can't remember if it was the controller and the game, or if it was just, just the, the controller. controller. It might have just been the. It might have been the controller because that was a sixty dollars. So game. it was um, the Nintendo sixty four banana controller, mm-hmm. and it it's yellow, but it has brown at, on all three prongs at the bottom. Uh, sure. And I just happened to look it up a yeah. few days ago. That controller was over two hundred fucking dollars. Uh, of course, because I'm like, yeah, oh my goodness! It was only through Nintendo, I think, that you could get that. And then um, other times, I got um, it's a paper guide, and um, yeah, I've got that paper same booklet. One. Yeah, and they put out maybe four of them. It would say some of them were. It's like what was your your you, what game you finished and or for like passwords and stuff. No, 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 not that. It's paper. You know, uh, go on top of the box. Grab Mm. the stuff on top of my box. Oh, so to quickly answer your question from before, Dragon Warrior's initial release in Japan was 86. Final Fantasy 1 was 87. So Dragon Warrior came first. We didn't get them until 89 and 90. Which one was first here? Dragon Warrior. Okay. August of 89, and then Final Fantasy was... uh, so Chad had Final Fantasy, I had Dragon Warrior. July 12th, 1990. So they released some only as part of the subscription of Freebie. There's probably, I don't know, six-ish. And they had, um, some of them were, these are when Nintendo games were released. These were when Super Nintendo were released. These mm-hmm. were when Game Boy were released. Some of them, the one I got was what games are in what issue of Nintendo Power. So you just hmm. look up the game. Okay, it's issue 50, issue 80, issue 51. Oh, cool. And I That's think huge. I think it might have said if it was CC for or CI classified information, it might have said the section. God, that's oh, what wow. we need. No, we need that. <laughs> I, well, that's, I think there's, them all up there's four now. of them. I think I might have two. Now this, I... Um, I remember the inside out. This yeah. I didn't... I mean, we we can show it when we record. Yeah. But um, this Super Mario Brother Two, I do not remember this at all. Yeah, it, it must was have in, been within it was in a, issues of it was uh, in, Nintendo Power. It must have been the early ones because my yeah. subscription started on Doctor Mario, Mario, which was eleven. It was the last. It was, the, it was before copy. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the last stapled copy. Was Doctor Mario? The next one they went to the the glue. Mm-hmm. And then, so I got this off of eBay maybe last year, and I think I got this. Now, this one is the official, like at the time when this came director. out, January 1993, uh, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, Nintendo. The official Game Pack Director. So this awesome. is when it when the game came out, what yeah. type of game, one or two player, if it's battery or password. That's cool. And then, but look... And where where is it? This is my type of game. Paul will find this amusing. Look at the first game for Nintendo. Tasmanian um, story. Towards, towards, towards the bottom. The bottom. <laughs> first one for well, Nintendo. Well, oh, here it is. Games. 
and it was never released. Ace Hardy and it was from Las Vegas. Oh, wow, Deja really? Vu 2 yeah, was supposed to come out, and it I was. so wanted it, and it never came out. Nope. And it wasn't until I found the Game Boy Color cart that was... It's I think they the called it. They called it Deja, uh, Deja Vu One and Two, it and I'm like, both. and yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, this can't be. And then it was literally it Ace was Harding lost. Never Las released, Vegas. and I so wanted it because yeah. I love Shadowgate, Deja Vu, I and it. Uninvited. I love Deja Vu. I went and bought all three of those games. So the Inside yeah. Outs came in Volume Seven and Eight for Mario. Volume Seven, and Eight, Little yeah. Samson. Was it only these two, Super uh, Mario Brothers Two? Yeah, they did a Part One and a Part Two. Yeah, for that. Yeah, I'm looking to see if there were okay. other Inside Outs. So this one is Worlds One through Four. Issue Eight must have been uh, Five through Eight. There wasn't. Uh, there or wasn't seven, other seven. Uh, Inside Outs, but they did include the um, the Dragon Warrior Strategy <laughs> Guide in one of the issues as well. Mm, okay, that's really okay. Cool. As like an as, as an insert. I had never seen this. Well, then I've these, never seen this either. I have maybe th three of them. Of Could, this? Well, That's not cool. not the same one. Oh, the, the other ones I have are the ones for what what games are in what issues of Nintendo Power. I went to my mom and dad's before this, and I was going to grab them, and I totally forgot. It's funny, like, the only way, like, I knew certain games were out, or, like, what they were out for, was the Funkoland paper. Oh, the one used to tape down to the desk. Yeah, yes. and yeah. you could take one with you. It had, like, the list of the games and, like, what the prices were. Yeah, that I was the I only they had, way. They used to have a copy, like, yes. right by the checkout, and then they would, they if you asked for one, they usually had a stack of them. They could well, hand you a few. If yeah. you want to know about prices, now, the guy... That I got this off of eBay, sent me a message and go, Do you want all this? I'll give you photocopies. I said, Yeah, I want it. So I think you might have got this if you wrote into Nintendo and they send this back to you. Mm -hmm. So it's 100 year history of Nintendo. That's cool. Yeah. Even better, back then, you want to know how much stuff costs? This is Nintendo's. You could order stuff directly oh, from Nintendo. Parts. Replacement parts. Zapper yeah. instruction manual. Dollar seventy-five. Get the fuck kind out of here. You expensive. can order the <laughs> 3D glasses for Rad Racer. Two bucks. Any yeah. NES Advantage joystick knob. Three bucks. All these manuals. Donkey Kong Junior Math. Dollar twenty-five. Donkey Kong Junior Math for the instruction booklet. Instruction manual. Oh wow. Balloon fight. A dollar and a quarter. I always wished, like when I was See, younger, I would have like some filled of these... those things out and mailed for like yeah. the T-shirts. Yeah, well, I know like, me too. Yeah. like that me big too. thing for Faria where we had Super the, uh, Nintendo. Yeah. The insert and stuff. Like half of those came with like guidebooks. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I actually yeah. recently was looking through my Apophil Mail uh, instruction manual for the Sega CD. And in the back, of course, it had one of the cards you could send in to get the strategy guide oh, for man. like twenty bucks. Yeah. If you look now, that strategy guide's almost five hundred bucks. Uh, five hundred dollars. I know. It's almost as much as the game. I mean, they got Game Boy. You can manual power cord, cleaning part kit. What else? It's like I always More wish manuals. that I would have sent in for some of this. Shit. That's why. Well, with that, I almost wonder if that was for like a specific retailer to. Oh, it could have been because like replacement parts for stuff is more of a something that an it, authorized dealer would. It could have been. Maybe. Here's another one that was supposed to come out on the Nintendo but never did. Mini Putt. I never heard huh. of that. By by JBC. Wow. A miniature golf game. Yeah. Have you heard of and it? And it would have been for four players. Oh, they would have used the satellite or the four score. score. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've never heard of that one, Mini Putt. I never heard of that. There was a lot of them that yeah, 
I remember in some of the we were looking through one of the Nintendo Powers and it had that whole section of games that are upcoming and it's like they were never there was there. oh no and there was one that Star was Star Fox too uh, yeah. no not even just that there was an issue of Nintendo Power that actually had a strategy for a game that ultimately never came out Eon Man. Yes. I remember that. Yes. Yeah, man. It was it was literally one of the big strategies at the beginning of it for Nintendo, and it's it never ended up coming out. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It's crazy. Just the way every the way gaming is now, and like the way you can color research it or whatever. I still need it. Like you're gonna pay over a hundred dollars for it now. <laughs> to me, this is like this was the magic of that era. I'm, was yeah. just the the hearing things secondhand I'm, like yeah, the konami I'm, code like there was nowhere to go you would to go to school and you would talk video games yeah or someone would go i got the latest issue in nintendo power and it's got this code for this or my parents and, owned a liquor store so, and we would sell magazines so every so often we would get the new nintendo power in on those magazines so we'd thing. sit there and read it while yeah. you know Grocery shopping with my mom, she'd shop. I'd sit at the magazines and yeah. look at so, the video yeah, magazine um, too. The pick and save that's up the road from us, mm-hmm. they used to, when you walk in the one of the doors, you'd come in and there would just be that long gray shelf they used to have. Yeah. I would literally sit on the floor and I read would, the different games. I would magazines. just sit on the floor. Yeah. Hell, there were a couple of times I brought in paper and a pen to write stuff out of tips and tricks. Yeah. I mean, I've read, I read a like lot my parents of the old... all, We didn't always have the money to buy me the magazines and stuff. So right. yeah. there were times when I would just, I would copy stuff because I'm stuck. Well, I just got this game. I'm going to do this or I'm renting a game. I'm going to copy mm-hmm. it because so it's like, okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I read a lot of the original, like, Sonic the Hedgehog comic books from, mm. from oh, that. Yeah. You know, I the think RG I read the series. whole first run of yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. I, it was incredible. I loved this era, that era. Oh, it was everything. so nice. And I'm now, I'm. there's times when I wish the internet didn't happen. Right. Well, it's It was yeah. progress, but at the same time, it, like, it destroyed some I mean, things. It, 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 it's, it destroyed it's, the magic. Yeah. I just say, yeah, it's simultaneously the most useful tool that's ever been invented and, and also most like the most vile thing that's ever been invented yeah 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 because it, it's pretty much people go to the internet for like their news for like okay what's yeah. what's coming up and that's pretty much what destroyed like video game publications and stuff yeah. like yeah. nintendo power well, i mean they were dying before the internet because they started they were the cost like they used to be monthly and then they went down to so many times a year yeah. And then they kept reducing because price for print media kept going up and could not keep pace with what they were t- taking in. Mm, yeah, That's that one of the reasons print media started dying so much was the cost to print and ship and do it all, like keep all this stuff was just becoming too much. Pay yeah, someone that's, to deliver it. That's why, like, yeah. I yeah. early magazines. You remember they were like glossy paper. Oh yeah. And oh, then yeah. They, some of them went to like the pulp paper again mm-hmm. and stuff like that because it was too expensive. Yeah, like yeah. these companies couldn't keep up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still, I wish internet didn't happen at times, but also saying that there is a lot of good because I probably would not be sitting here right now because I did not know you guys True. when you guys yeah. were younger. It was all through uh, the two dudes and the yeah. NES. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shout out, two dudes! <laughs> and the funny thing is, when I was in Racine, we've only been 15, 20 minutes away. Yeah. And then <laughs> you live near where my grandma and grandpa live. Yeah. But I'm, it's just so expensive now. But 
I guess I never answered the question how I got into collecting. <laughs> yeah, I was to say, I guess we never did. We, we, we started of, started in the Sega Master System. Took an session. hour, 12-minute side trip, or side so, trip here. Um, you know, I got into Nintendo. I finally got Nintendo. I worked at Sears, ended up, or uh, Shopco down in Racine. Yep, Shopco. And ended up getting a Super Nintendo with a, uh, I bought Super Street Fighter Two at the same time. And then, you know, just gradually started getting into more, but I would say probably there was no intent of really collecting. It was more, I want games, I like video games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which is usually how it starts. But, I feel like Paul's kind of yeah. started that way too at a, at a point. I just, I just want yeah. these. Yeah, you just want these that. ones, and then it kind of grew into, well, I might yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. I'd go to rummages, I'd go to Goodwill, and you know, buy the stuff. When you could go to Goodwill, I'd get games two, three bucks, but oh, it was yeah. probably, I pretty much, I'd say I grew, I grew up with Commodore 64, but Nintendo was the system I loved, the original NES, and maybe 90 to mid 90s, maybe it's like, I want to get all the Nintendo games. But at that time, I didn't realize how many there were. We didn't have internet right? and all that. Yeah, that was that was... was almost like a system shock when when Paul and I met. He wasn't collecting as heavily, and then once he kind of once uh, I don't remember exactly how you kicked off into like, well, I'm actually gonna collect all of these for real. But like when he told me there were 600 something, I was like, get the fuck out of here! Like little Samson, I had never heard of. There I've are, never heard of. I, to be honest, yeah. To be honest, more than half of the original NES's library, I've never heard of. No, you're oh, right. I agree. Yeah, and that's Lamp Lampur. That Lampur. Yeah. yeah like, I've Arnold. never heard of that. The Genghis Khan games. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like other than like the main Nintendo ones and then movie cut like the movie license ones. Yeah. Like yep. and then RPGs. Those were like all well, I heard, heard of. Them. And it's well and it's funny too because I remember I would be going through like the list of games <clears> and <throat> and I would mark off like, okay, which ones are expensive ones at the time? And one of my lists I didn't even mark off Lil Samson as an expensive one because I didn't know that it was an expensive game. When when would you that was two thousand one, 2002, you and I started hanging out? 2002, yeah. Okay, sorry, I finished your thought. No, that's fine. But, uh, yeah, 2002, 2003 is when I first started, and, uh, I mean, yeah, Little Samson, I didn't even know that it was an expensive one, and then it wasn't until, gosh, when I started, like, looking up individual games, and I saw that Little Samson was, like, two or three hundred dollars at the time, and I'm, I'm like, why is this game so expensive? But yeah, it's just, it's insane. I always it's, forget it's that um, price charting doesn't really go back that far. But as of right now, Little Sam's is 23.30 something. Yeah, that's. About 2,300. That's so the insane. earliest price this has, November of 2007, $55. Yeah. And that's as far back as So it was probably even cheaper than that. God, I wish. Back but, in 2001, 2002. And that's one of those things where it's, I wish I could just go back in time knowing like what I know now. And I would just frickin' I would buy I every single copy of Lil Samson I could. Right. When back then I would I'd go I'd hit Value Village and when it would have been about two two thousand, two thousand one. When I worked I did landscaping and I worked in Kenosha. Mm -hmm. I did landscaping and I'd get everything done by Thursday. I'd work Monday, Thursday, I'd have Friday off. I'd hit Goodwill, I'd hit Value Village, I'd hit the rummages, and I'd buy, and at that time, I could remember 
what I already own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd buy everything. I mean, and it just wasn't Nintendo. I remember I got Magnavox Odyssey 2 at Value Village one time. Mm. And so I'd buy... I'd buy everything at that time at three bucks, two bucks. I remember Goodwill had a Genesis Sega CD and I don't like five uh, Genesis games for like ten bucks. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to a rummage sale. I yeah. found a, a Atari Twenty Six Hundred, the the Junior uh, version, and like twenty some odd games, and it was ten dollars. Yeah, I would. Well, you yeah. guys know. I went through my entire 2600 and found out I had nine consoles. <laughs> well, because, for at the time, spending $15, $20 for that, you might as well. And I'd keep the games. Now, yeah. I, I ended up, I went through them and I sold two of them now. So I'm down to like six, seven. But I have all the double games. Now, I'd go through and get that. And then I remember, and I'm still kicking myself, Hollywood Video on Ohio and Washington in Racine. When they closed out in early 2000, I think it was like buy three Nintendo games for 10 bucks, and I didn't buy mm-hmm. shit. That's like what and Paul, near the end of Game Crazy's life. I just found, well, yeah, found it this been old ad for, for used NES games. Little Samson, two ninety nine. Yeah, the fuck out Wait, what? What's it? What? Funko Land's old pro... Two dollars and ninety nine cents. Little yeah. Samson. Uh, of that's like that's why it's always fun to me when you come across games now that still have like the old stickers. Yeah. February like nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Funko Land's prices for NES games. Oh, that's awesome. This page sold for fucking. I would give like, anything. I would give anything to have one of those yeah. Nintendo, the the um, Funko Land newspapers Paper. and stuff. God, I remember. I those. might have, have one yeah. somewhere. Cause like you, I I I always like seeing pictures of like on eBay of of people selling games, and I remember seeing uh like a Kuan where they have like an old like software etc or whatever <laughs> sticker, ten dollars. Yeah. And you're like, get out of here. Or even some of my old ones that I have too, where it's still got the original price tag on it, and you're like, well, yeah. I actually shit. have like uh, my copy of Silent Hill uh, on the PlayStation. I still have the uh, the GameStop uh, receipt. Mm-hmm. When I bought it, I, I paid yeah. twelve ninety nine for it. Oh, it's crazy at GameStop. Or at, yeah, at GameStop. Yeah. yeah, we used to tear those off. <laughs> I've been lately been holding on to my receipts. I used to yeah. just throw them away. I, the best is when you buy a used game and you find a receipt in the instruction manual. Oh, I love oh, that. Because yeah. what was that one year? I think it was the first year we recorded the Midwest Gaming Classic, where mm-hmm. I I think I bought Arx Fatalis for the Xbox, and it had like. That it had virtual Bart and something else that they bought from from oh see everything that they bought from somewhere and it listed the price and I'm like oh that's awesome yeah that the nostalgia in that or you get a rental sticker or you find a game maybe even if it's online and they're out of uh, Wisconsin Mm -hmm. and then you get a get the game it's got a rental sticker from Wisconsin it's like the four star video one how did it end up in Idaho yeah yeah. That's actually one thing that some people they hate when there are labels or stickers. I or used to remove rental. them. And to be quite honest, now I wish I did. I love getting games, and I will more than likely buy a game that's got a rental store sticker on it versus one that's clean because at least I know that this used to be a form of rental. Oh, this is an authentic. Legit. This is a legit game. Well, that was like when we, because you were talking about how you, you with the Sonic thing, you would look for dirty labels, dirty whatever, like basically yeah. not mint. It's like 
Paul and I almost want to find games that are in worse for wear condition because then you at least know it's real. Yeah, yep. It depends yeah. on the type of worse for wear. Because well, because like yeah. water damage, like severe yeah, water true. damage, smoke damage, you know, something like that. Yeah, you. There are certain types of damage you do not. You want. just kind of want to see yeah. like the little nicks on the on the label or the, or the markings on it or mm-hmm. whatever. Somebody, you know, when you get those that have the address of the person written on oh, the back. Yeah. Yeah. Right, this was Tony's. Number. <laughs> I was actually considering calling some of those phone numbers. How many <laughs> hey, of them are landlines? Tony, that I have your yeah, <laughs> no. it just would have been cool to like just somehow see like the history of where a game has been. Oh, uh, th- I mean, what store it's been, so and who's awesome. had it, and where it, it just to me that's fascinating. I wish yeah. I would have had some of those far more games, right? I'm just or even pick and save. And it's like because far more, I remember specifically you walked in and then you would kind of take a left and then you would take a right and it was in like the corner. Yeah, yeah. did they have one in Kenosha? No, it was in Racine. Okay, yeah, was, the one in Racine. Like where that Funko you walked was. in, Street Fighter Two arcade cabinet. Yep. You go in, and then take a right, right, and it's right in that corner. Yep. It was great. I love. And I, I rented Game Boy games there, Nintendo. Yeah. Oh man. I just because so I remember like for around here like with um, Pick and Save when they first started doing the the four star in it. Do you remember they literally just erected a cage in the front of the store? Yeah, yeah I remember that. It was oh, just you walk, in, us. You walk was, in through the entrance. They literally just had this cage set up at the front of the store that you walked in, and it was just a counter yeah, with yeah. all the games hung on this cage. Oh, yeah, you really? walk, yeah, you walked. And then at night the they closed store. and locked it with a padlock. Yeah, you walked into the wow. store, and it was right on the right. It's like then it became like I knew it not when it was like the cage, but it was like a sealed off. Then they built the wall, portion, actual yeah, walls where it was like walls. It was a cage. had a separate. Remember the cage? Mm-hmm. Just, it was literally just like a chain link fence or something yeah. put up in the in the store, right in the front. Yeah. Just like I remember weird. Toys R Us with the tickets, yeah. the tickets and the sleeves. Oh, I wish and that's I still how you had knew that. I wish I out. had the tickets and yeah. I mean, Toys R Us was great because they had games that the normal retailers would not get. Yes, mm-hmm. and Toys I R Us remember was huge. it yeah. was four aisles, maybe Saturn. Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I remember when they saw a Nintendo Game Boy. Did they ever make it to PlayStation with the pull tags? I don't I think so. I believe they Nintendo did. Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the the long boxes because yeah, they did. For yeah. Those. yeah, no, I bought. Well, yeah, they had Saturn. That was about the same time as um, PlayStation. At Toys R Us. I actually had the. Um, I I remember uh, buying my copy of Metal Gear Solid at Toys oh, R Us, and man. I had the pull tab. Yeah, I love that. And then you go give it to them at the special section, like right on the way out. I yeah, think usually. and then they would go in the back and get it they would and get give the it game, to you. and then you'd give pay it to you. for yep. it, and then mm-hmm. go to this little section. Yep. That was so cool. But that was so awesome. And then they they got rid of it. They changed it. It was like a normal retail store, mm-hmm. which it wasn't as fun. And but I I still remember going there. I think that's where I got Clockwork Night for the Saturn. Nice. I love that game. I wish I had the we second one. We got Clockwork one. Night 2. I love that one. That's a kind of pricey game. Well, not mine, because I have only oh, this, but... throw it all away, yeah. <laughs> don't don't get me started on I that. I like Clockwork Night. That was a good one. Those were just not great uh, storage cases, though. I mean, Oh, I... no. Uh, this uh, that's, that's where it's like gaming around that era really wasn't easy. No, because like the Saturn boxes, notorious for breaking. Mm-hmm. Those the yeah. fucking spines on those were so fragile. I Sega actually, CD. I, 
I brought a I brought a box of old games that my dad gave me not that long ago, and I had a, uh, one of the games slipped out. Mm-hmm. Fucking case just shattered. Oh, of course it did. And yeah. I mean, it's like PGA Tour '96. Like, it gives a fuck. Yeah. But like, serious. it's yeah. I remember a lot of our Saturn games back then had the broken tabs because those mm-hmm. boxes just were designed like shit. Even the PS1 games really weren't designed all that well. Uh, the PS1, the, the thin jewel case ones, I didn't have an issue with. The long box yeah. ones were garbage. That's why, like, back, even the oh, Genesis yeah. era used to piss me off when instead of the, having the hard clams, they, they went, went to the, the, hard they went to the, cardboard. the cardboard fucking yeah. the Shining Force 2. I hate those. Uh, yeah. Fantasy Star 4. I, we had a whole shitload of them that were those fucking cardboard uh, cases. X, X-Men 2 was yeah. that way, too. They put it in the paper. <laughs> uh, Sonic and Knuckles was yep. paper. Yeah. Sonic and Knuckles. One of the stalkers. Which one was it? Well, Not Landstalker. What's yeah, Landstalker. Was, was, was it Landstalker? Was, uh, was the cardboard case. Hmm. It's just it almost started around that era when, yeah. they, when they switched from the solid clams to the well, it was, things. Again, cheaper manufacturer, so those that's clam, why. Those clam shells were so much better, though. Oh, they were, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. And even even back then, I wasn't really like super into Sega Genesis. Like it, When I started collecting in 2003, I, I didn't actually really go after any Sega games until 2006. Yeah. But I just, I, I've never been a big fan of, of Genesis, but I just, I liked the, the clamshell designs. They well, stored really nicely oh, yeah. and just were... It almost made those games even harder to, to collect because now, at least with the clams, if a case was, was rough, you could just swap out the artwork to a different case, you yep. know, and it's... Yep. Those fucking cardboard ones, that was the art. That was it, yep. So it's like, if that got damaged, you're fucked. Like, that basically yep. was your shit, uh, you know? That's why it, it killed me when when I lost all the instructions for my Saturn games in that flood in my basement. Mm-hmm. It killed me. Well, that's why, like, Nintendo sold, uh, they had that black box that with the trays. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you could slide it open and store, what was it, 20 games or something like yeah, that in the bottom? Like that. And then yeah. controllers in the top. That's why come they it's because it's one of the reasons they, they chose cheaper boxes was so they could sell you these ex, these accessories. accessories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Of course. It, it's, it was all like yeah, it's it's a cost saving method for weight for shipping and for production. But it's also a marketing gimmick to make you buy yeah. more. Mm-hmm. The long boxes to me were like the worst thing ever. Uh, which is they yeah. took up so much room. Yeah. Especially when everything started to go C D. Like everything was the long box. See, I yeah. and the long boxes for me, I almost wonder if that was just a printing issue. That because uh, there weren't as many smaller like CD jewel cases, the printing wasn't quite at that level for the detail for those yet. Maybe because if you look at the printing for jewel cases that came out around that time versus the long box, the long boxes looked better. They did. The, the pictures yeah. were clearer. The colors were better. But, like, I almost wonder if that's part of the reason long boxes were a thing. Was, could it be the manual? But there's that, that too. Could be. So many pages, could be. a yeah. small one, you're going to have well, and that's, more pages. that's why. Because um, you look at a lot of the manuals of the Saturn and the Sega CD, the fucking manuals are. Well, gorgeous. that's why, like, if you look at so games for PS1, that, like, uh, was it Jade Cocoon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It comes with a dual case. It's a dual because, case, but one Because disc. the booklet is <laughs> so big, it won't yeah. fit in a standard case. Mm-hmm. That's because we had asked the question, why the hell do they put the double case for games and that's that only literally, have one disc? That's literally what it was it's for, is for instruction booklets and then the, the pack-ins that don't fit yeah. in the standard well, case. That's that's the other thing. Games back then, you'd get a poster, you'd get mm-hmm. sign up for this club, this, that. Nowadays, it's like... 
Nothing. You don't even get an instruction book. You don't even get an instruction no. book. Sometimes it's empty every once in a while. Maybe you'll see There's a, a pack-in of oh, a reversible, reversible cover art. Yeah, I mean, That's that was the coolest now. thing. You get that poster from Nintendo or yeah. for the Genesis, and it showed the games coming out. Join the Master Fun Club system. news. <laughs> well, it's like you Check look at Nintendo even, Fun Club. even back yeah. on the NES, when you, if you bought Final Fantasy, you got the Explorer's Handbook, you, you got the two... The oh, two posters, man. you got the map and the one that gave all the, the weapons and spells. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say Dragon Warrior or something. Dragon Warrior. Dragon Warrior had a map. Yeah. Yep. You don't get maps. You don't get anything. No. And I love bringing out that map, looking at Well, oh, to be honest, man. getting maps nowadays isn't as big of a thing because a lot of games, the map is in the game to look at. That's uh, true. Yeah, like, that's look, true. look at Skyrim. Like, yeah, I, I have a, a map for my copy of Skyrim. That's true. But the map for Skyrim is useless because the in-game map like allows you to mark locations, mark do's. Right, you, right. You, you needed the map for old RPGs for like Final Fantasy and stuff because you didn't know where to go yeah. otherwise. Oh, and I usually those that, maps yeah. told you a number. I love of sitting in out. Yeah. And How that's lost actually, would we would have been in Faria? I actually have some. If we didn't look up the PDF of that map, I actually yeah. have some like game maps. It's from like Skyrim, I think Oblivion, and a couple other ones where. I have them. I want to get them uh, encased in um, plastic, so that like dry erase compatible plastic, so I can oh, put them up on my sure. wall yeah. and stuff. Cool. So, oh, so yeah. like they're sealed in UV plastic. But then if I play the game, I can mark on the map and Chart like, it out. This. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. I really want to do that. Cool. But, yeah, and then just uh, use dry erase markers yeah. to plot it. It just the only thing mm-hmm. is cost to get it done is. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah, of an issue for me. It's like we were with those RPGs. It felt like every copy was a collector's edition. You have now collector's editions, but it's like soundtrack, art book, whatever. Figurine. That was the collector's edition back then. Was to have all like the extra large manual. Because I remember uh, Starflight for the Sega Genesis had it, it was the instructions, but then it also like three fourths of that manual was the captain's log. Of basically, the story of the game told yeah. from the previous captain of the ship before, of the oh, ship wow. before you, and it actually had a key part that you needed to to see in it. It gave mm-hmm. you a coordinate for like somewhere in the galaxy that you had to go to get this black egg that did, that blew up planets. It's like Metal Gear it was Solid fucking on cool. the back for what's her name's codec number. Yeah, um, for yeah for yeah. the codex number. For, was it Meryl? Yeah, it yeah, was Meryl's number. So. Um, it was just like shit like that was. That was so magical as a kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now you just... It's almost like, why even bother getting a game complete? You don't even... Because there isn't really a complete anymore. It's just the cartridge no. and maybe no. the cover art. You don't even get a manual. I mean, the first thing you did when you left the rental store or you bought a game is you read the yep. book mm-hmm. in the car. Oh, yeah. And I always liked having it right next to me because then I could go through it when I'm playing the game if, if I needed it. Well, and that was stuff, something yeah. like... Uh, for long trips with because I used to go to Detroit to visit my grandparents so car rides if I wasn't allowed, like it was one of my siblings turn to play Game Boy I'd have the Metroid 2 manual I'd have the, oh, yeah. the like the some of the manuals or comic books with me and I was reading those yeah until it got too dark and then you're like I can't see shit holding up <laughs> yeah get passing yep. light I'm jealous <clears throat> of you I can't I, I can't read in a moving car I will get no? so sick yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that that was the other thing back then. <laughs> they used to have, um, they used to have different companies where you could get a video game, uh, use points or whatever. That's how I got my copy of Metroid Two for the Game Boy. Was Kool Aid points from Kool Aid? Yes. Yeah. Well, oh my God, yeah. Kool Aid points. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say like the near the nearest the... thing I could think of that does that still. Um, 
The Halo franchise does it a lot with uh, Mountain Dew and energy drinks. Where yeah, you'll get in-game, uh, yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll get in-game stuff for oh, for buying for the soda, oh. and you'll get codes you'll get code. on. But it's all digital. It's not yeah, it's that's, 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 like... the, that's why I said it's the only equivalent I can think of. <laughs> no, so yeah. I still re- I still remember getting that in the mail. Right, well, Other than like points. Nintendo, N- N- Nintendo does it because they do Nintendo yeah. points where you can actually convert yeah. it into real money to buy games through their store. Well, they have that, but then they also have like the platinum points where you can actually go on like. Uh, I can't remember what the site is. Yeah, you, but you you get you, you can to buy store. like keychains and posters I got a, and shit with mm, that. I got a bunch of stuff from them. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Like that. The, I think what, Nintendo might be the only one that does it that way anymore. It yeah. it was a lot better before they went to this new system. Other than limited run games, games, when they mm-hmm. they do stuff, because limited run when they do, they'll even print manuals for games that didn't yeah. come with manuals. Cave Story, yep. I know came with me. Uh, what is it? Alex Kidd and. Something, Miracle Miracle, something for the PS4 that just came out. On Miracle World, I think it was. Yeah, I, uh, my brother got me a copy of that for Christmas, <laughs> and it came with a manual. And it's, I still love reading. Uh, Shantae yeah. and uh, Half Genie Hero they came all, with a manual. Yep, they all have, they all cool. have manuals, and they've been doing. Sega CD is my second favorite system because once I saw the the video or uh, commercials, this is when. Um, I started going to Best uh, Blockbuster because mm-hmm. they changed to I think like three nights for like four bucks or something because n- no one it was so expensive everyone started shifting to three or five nights mm-hmm. and I didn't have a Genesis Sega CD at the time but looking through there and seeing some some of the commercials and looking at this and like yeah now it looks like crap but at that time you go from Nintendo you know, Super Nintendo Genesis, like, oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. PS1 blew me away. Fuck yeah. Um, Sega CD was mine. Well, I still can't believe it because, I mean, the the graphics at the time were just top-notch, were incredible. And some of them, it's like you look back on them now and you're like, wow, how did this even well, pass say, even look playable? At the, even look at the jump from, like, Atari and stuff to the NES. Yeah. Compare Mario 1 to some yeah. of the, like, the well, stuff... Nintendo 64 is the one that sticks in my mind. Nintendo 64, like, I mean, uh, GoldenEye. GoldenEye is usually the titular one. No, the one that that cemented the graphical jump for me would have been Metal Gear Solid. That was was a freaking movie unto, like, compared to everything else. But you go back to that now and you're like, what is that anything? What is Meryl's face? Is that a face? Well, you even look at, like, those those memes of, like, FF8 Mm -hmm. with Squall against the thing and it's this pixelated mess of a face yeah. and it's just so funny to see yeah. but, but no it was like top top notch back yeah. then it's like you talk about how you you uh love or nintendo was always on your wish list of game, things to get sega cd was mine as a kid i would well, see the shining force once CD i ad, saw it, i always wanted it once once it. i went in the blockbuster and i looked at this dracula unleashed and um the full motion video i'm like Oh, oh yeah, goodness! Oh, and I love, I love freaking full motion video games mm-hmm. because of that. And then I'm like, Night Trap. I gotta get a freaking, I gotta get a Sega CD. So I, I got a CDX. I, oh, okay. I still have my original CDX, and so CDX to Genesis, uh, Sega CD. The 32X is not supposed to work with it, but it works for me. So that's the one where it was all in one, right? It was all. The, the... You remember what Discman looked like, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just taller and longer. Okay. Yeah, because 
carts going here and then CDs right here. Because my, I know, because I have a Sega CD, but it's for the Gen 2 Genesis where it hooks into the side. Wasn't yeah. the CDX just one thing? It was there was one no, no tiny adapter. unit. I mean, it's smaller than this. Yeah, yeah. Mine has have a whole other power base. I mean, it, it, mm -hmm. it needs like two outlets for two fucking power things. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And so once I got that, I'm like, oh, I love the full motion video. But mm -hmm. the, man, when it came with, it came with the, the four in one or the five in one with Golden Axe, Shinobi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. The, the, yeah. There's two of them. There's a five yeah. in one and a four in one. No, there's a six in one too, isn't there? I I had Don't the six. So. I had I the six and was, one for Sega Genesis. Though. I thought it was four and five. Let me see. I, and I know I, what you're talking. I know exactly. Because I, I remember that. Because I yeah. I Shinobi the, and Golden Axe yeah. were the two I played yep. constantly. Oh, he's got it. <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, it was the six pack. So oh, for it, Genesis, for yes. Genesis, not not for Sega. Golden Axe, Sonic the Hedgehog, Revenge of Shinobi, Column, Streets of Rage, and Super Hang On. Oh, and Streets of Rage, I would have played that. And then oh the God, beat up. The Sega <laughs> Sega CD came with the four and one, and there was a five and one. Yeah. And then mine also came with Sonic CD, and it blew me away the first time I played Sonic CD. And we didn't have um, that came with what is that the RCA. A com component composite. Uh, oh yes, yes. Plugin. I had to hook it up to our Commodore 64 monitor, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it blew me away with Sonic CD. Sonic CD is such a great game too. Oh, and this leads in, I guess, into something else. I was thinking, if you don't do anything, it does the intro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it had a freaking song, and that blew me away. Yeah. It had audio yeah. uh, or voices, <laughs> and it was a whole song. That whole opening. <laughs> And that's, I think, is the best Sonic game ever, Sonic CD. I have to it get is. that one. It is. I'll have to get that one sometime. I love it. Yeah. What? Dark Brotherhood was better. I never. <laughs> but, oh, the one for so, the DS. Sonic yeah. 06. <laughs> yeah, Sonic 06. No, it's an RPG, so yeah. I mean. <laughs> uh, oh. I have a guide for that. For, for, for DS. For the DS. Yeah. Sonic Move, Sonic Move, Sonic Move. That was the song that oh, I Oh, man, and I love it. Oh, I'm yeah. like, this I'll is so. for Sonic CD at some point. This yeah. is so freaking awesome. And I'm like, this, it's just so cool. And then I, I rented Dracula Unleashed from Blockbuster. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Have have any of you guys played that no, full uh, motion video? I've you, seen some of the like the videos for it, but yeah, I've never. I heard. mean, it, that's right. Sonic CD, I think, was the introduction of Metal Sonic. Yes. Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. He's in Sonic Two. He's in Sonic Two. Is he? That's right. Yeah, that's he's right. in Death Egg Zone. Yeah. Yes, he is. But he's, he's, right right before, he's, he's right before Robotnik. Right before Robotnik. Well, Sonic CD, I think you have to get all the gems to see Metal Sonic. No. What's weird is I think no? in Sonic 2 they don't call him Metal Sonic. Oh, no. I don't think they call him Metal Sonic. He's just a robot that looks like he's, Sonic. He's not yeah. that. He's not that design. It's just a metal. No, it's just no. a metal. It's just a metal. Sonic yeah. CD was, the, I think, the start of that version yeah. of, of Metal Sonic. That was Sonic. Metal Sonic, though, right there. Yeah, yeah. the other one, I, I don't think they called him Metal Sonic. It's I don't remember. Something different. I don't remember it in Sonic 2. Yeah, because, yeah, he was right, right before you fought the big Robotnik bot. Yes. Yeah, okay. I remember that. Yeah. But, but yeah. anyway, sorry, I derailed your Oh, that's there. right. <laughs> but when I rented Dracula Unleashed, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is so cool. It's all acting voices, and it's like a huge story. I'm like, this is so cool. Then um, the the boxing one, which I can't remember the name now. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's Sonic oh, 2. Oh, okay. That, I remember right, that. Right, right. I remember the Sonic 2, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I want to say they didn't call him Metal Sonic in that. No, no they, it was they Mecha. Never, yeah, they never. They never named him. They never named him. It was it was Mecha Sonic. Mecha? Back Sonic? then. Oh. Yeah. And then I think Sonic CD, they started calling him Metal Sonic. Yeah, but he was, it was also Eggman, too. Yeah. Eggman and Dr. Robotnik. Instead of Ro- Dr. Robotnik, yeah. Now, that's like when uh, Princess Toadstool converted to Peach, even though she was always Peach in Japan, but Princess Toadstool for us. Jumpman Mario. Yeah. Yeah. But it thought that the full motion videos just blew me away. And then I started collecting Sega CD. Well, not collecting, because at that time I wasn't collecting, but most of my money was going to Sega oh, CD. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things where you, you saw the one that caught your interest. And you're just, I'm yeah, like, why not? Oh, my well, goodness. Well, that was too around that time. You knew, uh, like, uh, uh, a certain company did a game, you knew it was going to be great working mm-hmm. designs any working design game is fucking incredible when i when i uh rented vi oh, oh yeah nice. so i, I had to go get that or vay 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 i don't think yeah, you've ever V-A-Y. seen it i don't oh. think i've seen that one yeah and really? i'm like oh, wow. any working design game on there mm-hmm. oh my goodness i never knew Popful mail came yeah. out otherwise i would have got it i so wanted that one yeah. But Vi, Lunar, and I didn't realize there's two of them. I only have one. Yeah, Lunar, Silver Star Story, and Eternal Blue. I, think, I have both of them. I think I have Eternal Blue. And, and to then, be honest, I didn't even know those existed until I got the complete collection for the PS1 when they released the Omaha boxes. I have that one. I have those with two the, as with well. With the bag and yeah. the medallion, yeah, I think. And that, was, and that was back when games were still affordable too because yeah. i remember getting you both of them for uh, it was 45 dollars a piece yes which mm-hmm. now they're they're not. probably <laughs> a, a lot more than that yeah shining uh, force cd shining force cd i, I picked that up oh my god the the set the very <clears throat> first game i got when i bought myself a shi- uh uh sega cd was shining force cd but do you have the ram cart i do you cannot play yeah. without i the do RAM have the cart. ram cart I was yeah. that because that once it, that was another thing I bought immediately was a RAM card. Same I, with like my Saturn. We I got think that's the only right one away. you cannot play with unless you have a RAM card. Mm-hmm. You can't was play the, the second story. Was it with you that the second was it with your was it your second CD or your Saturn where we you ended up having to get another power brick because the one wasn't strong enough or something like that? That was my Sega CD. Because we were we kept we tried like every you power have to brick be you had. You can blow the Sega CDs. Well, the problem was the like the ones one. he got like a re like they a, a like, replica one yeah. that didn't supply enough power to the system. It wasn't strong enough. Yeah. So we we kept we tried like every power brick he owned until I think we found one that worked, yeah. and then you went online and got an actual one. Yeah. Oh, that was man. like I said, I didn't have the all-in-one. I had mm-hmm. you know the. Yeah, it was base. so weird because like you could hear it spin up. But the games would never load. No, it wasn't. Just, just it was not enough juice. Huh? Yeah, it was weird. weird. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I <laughs> got I got the, both the Model 1, Genesis, and Sega, uh, Sega CD, but I've never hooked them up. Again, it was all goodwill, I think, yeah. I got them from. So I really don't Gotta know Gotta make that tower work. of power for it. That, I'm about <laughs> to say, that's why like Sega, for all intents and purposes, could have just buried Nintendo. Like, how awesome of a system is that, where the Genesis has these peripherals? It's basically another console that works with your existing console. Mm-hmm. Like, to, Nintendo and Super Nintendo and, and all that, like, it was a separate thing. To be honest, like, a, after um, Sony and Nintendo had the falling out of designing the system together, mm-hmm. I'm surprised Sega didn't try to partner with them. Uh, there was actually... Was there talk there of it? There was talk I think of there it. was yeah. talk. Because, like, had they actually joined forces... <clears throat> Could you imagine having all like those Sega games go to the Sega PlayStation? The, the PlayStation? <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. Uh, I, I can't remember who 
tried to contact who. It just it never materialized. But I want to say it was Olaf Olafsson from, from Sony, Sony. Mm. that reached out to Tom Kalinske to wow. say because basically it was it, because of what happened to them. Um, they basically said, okay. Who yep. is Nintendo's biggest rival? Oh, it's Sega. Okay, let's see if we can partner Sega with Sega Japan again. Yeah. And then if that none of this happened, we would not have a PlayStation. We would not have a CDI. But you know wow. what? Do you know what is interesting though? Is I so because I I actually just heard about that about how there could have been like a Sega PlayStation, and I so in the case of like a Nintendo PlayStation, I for history purposes, I am so glad that never happened. Because I think that you would have had things that would never have come to fruition on Nintendo side or on Sony side. Definitely. I agree. <clears throat> Sony was I willing to push that. an envelope, but Nintendo I, was never allowed. But when to I touch. heard about Sega, I'm like, you know what? That one hurts. I would have loved for Sega to be aligned with the PlayStation because I think you would still would have, have that. you would still have had Sega. I think public or making like systems, but they would have had the backing of Sony. They would have had great games, great titles, and I don't think that overall it would have changed the course of history. It would have just kept Sega alive. Basically. Yeah, or more, more relevant, I yes. guess. Yeah. If I recall correctly, Sony Imagesoft started developing on the Sega CD because they were trying to get into partner yes, with yep. Sega. Yeah. And that's uh, how that that's all started. That's what I think, uh, was it Dracula was Sony Imagesoft? Yeah. Um, yeah. Peter, Peter Pan was, I remember that one. and. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, Brom? Was it Brom Stroker? Bra- Bra- Brom what? Brom, Brom Stroker? Stroker? Back to farm, baby! Brom, Wait, what? It, what Brom did I? Stoker. Bram, oh, Bram, Bram <laughs> Stoker. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker. Mar- Mary Shelley's Bram, Frankenstein. Yeah. Brom Stroker. It <laughs> sounds guess, like a porn got, name. I was going to say that. Guess we got his porn name now. Vamp- vampire porn. Brom Stroker. Brom Stroker. That's awesome. And my phone, I'm changing his name to Brom Stroker. What about Vanderschlung? Uh, nope, nope, nope. Yes, you've already but, got your new one. No, I, no, you can do hyphenated with that one. Actually, to be honest, like, yeah, the way you... If Nintendo PlayStation had happened... Because Nintendo, I feel like the only reason that they never pushed the envelope with, like, graphics and stuff, where they went more for innovation rather than cutting-edge graphics, was because they knew they couldn't compete with PlayStation and Xbox. Was it that or price? It'd be too expensive? Maybe, Maybe. but I, because that's why I feel like Nintendo even is still a thing right now, is because they they chose not to compete with the other two. They're like, we're doing our own thing, you guys can fight it out amongst yourselves. (laughs) You know, because, I mean... When you look at Nintendo, you, Nintendo's never known for having cutting-edge graphics. Yeah, Nobody but, ever points to a Nintendo game and says, this is the best-looking game of the year. Yeah, but they also... They, Even GameCube, no. They have Our, when the Resident Evil remake came out, yeah. Oh, that was so yeah, good-looking Yeah, but they had the screwed time. the pooch, though, on multiple occasions where <clears throat> when everything was going CD-ROM-based, <clears throat> they decided yeah, to stick to the morals and, do, and stick to cards, which doomed the N64. That's when it that's went downhill. Then, when they did decide, okay, we're going to go to CD-ROM, what did they do? The they made discs. the little mini, mini discs, discs that yeah. could yeah. not like yeah. that they had to do their own proprietary stuff. Were they called which, UMDs? 
No, was, UMDs were the PSPs. That was PSP. Yeah. Right, but I thought it was still a mini disc. <clears throat> uh, it was just in a case. No, was, UM. No, because the the PSP discs are actually smaller than the GameCube. Are they really? Discs. Yeah. yeah. I yes, thought they were smaller. the same size. No, they're, they're smaller. smaller. They're smaller. Yeah. Oh, the GameCube games right. are they're they're a little bit bigger, but they're about half the size yeah, of a okay, of a CD. Yeah, right. So again, they were doing their own thing, but it ended up screwing them in the end, and so right. that's why the GameCube really did not have a whole like, it, it wasn't around that long. <laughs> that's true. The Meech. Which is funny, because, like, yeah, I, I suppose Kevin's kind of got a good point. The GameCube was pretty graphically top It was It was impressive, era. but it's also, that's where... It was just too little too late. Well, it was not just that. I think the loss they sold that system for, I think, hurt them a lot. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember Resident Evil. That looked good on the, When that remake came out, it was impressive. <laughs> the remake good. of Resident Evil was amazing. And it's still... Even, even the remake of Metal Gear Solid on the GameCube was incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Twin Snakes, yeah. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it only released for the GameCube? It was only for uh, the GameCube. It I was, yeah. I believe it came out for Xbox, Xbox at one Xbox. point. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Not Twin Snakes. It there didn't. was a... Oh, no. Twin Snakes what I'm, was what only I'm for thinking, the GameCube. What I'm thinking of is uh, Tony Hawk. Oh, okay. And, you yeah. could, and yeah. Snake was in it. <laughs> Snake was Snake in was it? In it. <laughs> he was not in a Tony Hawk game. Yeah, I think it was that one. I, th- I think there was one. No, he wasn't. All right, now I got to look it up. Am I not remembering? Things? Yeah, you're not remembering that correctly. God, I want to say, but I want to know. But yeah, when it released, it was only for that. I want to say it came out on something else eventually. It didn't. Maybe digitally. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it, it I don't only think, yeah. it only came out on the GameCube. I because I, I don't remember it on any thing. Because I remember like Resident Evil Four was only GameCube for a while, mm-hmm. and then it went to PS2, and yeah. Then Wii, I want to say, wasn't Resident Evil Four on the Wii? Oh, Resident Evil Four was. It's on uh, fucking everything. I don't think it was on the Wii though. I thought it maybe it was because I could have sworn you could have used the Wii Mote oh, as the gun, but I, I could be wrong on that. Well, they, PS Two, I remember they that released was... Resident Evil. Oh, 4 okay. So apparently everything. there was there was talks of a PC port or something at one point. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Hey, what's up, bud? Let me see. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Resident Evil. Uh, uh, oh, whoops. Resident Evil Four. <laughs> GameCube, the PlayStation 2, yes, the Wii. Okay, that's what I thought. The what? Xbox Resident 360. Evil 4? Yeah. Yeah, I have PC. That. Oh, Resident Evil 4 released on Pla- uh, PlayStation 2. Uh, PlayStation 4. Wii, uh, the Wii. Surprise, it was X- never re-released on PS3. Xbox One. Well, and now it's going to be on uh, on PS5 when they do the, the oh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Actually, the, the skateboarding thing he might be thinking with Metal Gear was the Metal Gear Solid 2 subsistence. The re-released version had a skating uh, minigame. I thought subsistence okay, really that must be subsistence was, subsistence was PSP. No, subsistence or, was uh, 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 PS2. But it was, was it? It, it was a, like a bonus version of uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, I didn't know that. Subsistence, yeah. Which that one am I thinking of, for, of the PSP? Was that, was that Snake Eater? Snake Eater. No, Subsistence is two. Is, is the oh, it's two. two. Oh, gotcha. Snake, uh, Snake Eater was PSP. Three. That's what. Okay. No, Snake Eater Wait. was PS2. No, it was wasn't. PS- there are too many snakes! <laughs> Wait, it wasn't Snake Eater. Snake Metal Eater Co- is Metal Gear Solid Metal 3. They came out on PS. Yes. It was PS2 and then got a 3DS remake. Hold yes. on. Okay, hold on. Then. Metal Gear was on 3DS? That, yes. That's Metal Gear 3. Jesus fucking Look at that. Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Oh. Snake Eater. PSP ones were acid. 
That's what it was. Acid. Metal Gear Acid. And they had a card game, didn't they? I think Acid 2 was the card game. game. Jesus fucking Christ. That's like when Fantasy Star Online 3 was the card revolution. uh, Is that the Xbox release? No, was 3, but uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 was Substance. Oh, okay. There, okay. Yeah. Substance or Subsistence? Substance was basically the, the extra version of number two. Which one was Subsistence? Three. That was three. Okay. Boy, that's not confusing. Yeah, exactly. Don't you hate when they decide not to number things? <laughs> well, because it was... Well, it they was, numbered it still. It was called Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence. Yeah. Substance, yeah. They, it was literally just a re-release of the game with some extra content that was added for the mm-hmm. Xbox release or something stupid like that. Well, it was kind of like when, <clears> when um, Resident Evil 4 released for the PS2. You got the extra... What was it? The Tommy gun and the, the uh, armor, Ashley? And you got the Las Plagas removal laser. That's that, right. That was only yeah. in the PS2 version originally. Yeah... But the PS2 version was also inferior in that the costume you wore didn't show up in the cutscenes because they were they were pre-rendered, right. not done in engine, which well, only GameCube the GameCube really could, was pretty powerful compared to the PS2. It. Yes, I didn't realize GameCube was PS or was 2001. Yeah. Uh, PSP also had Peace Walker. There, that's yeah, the Peace Walker. Walker. Oh, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. So many fucking games. Yeah, and, and that franchise could oh, still and, not make and money. They did, <clears throat> and they did Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops. It's really amazing how many games Metal Gear has had that have never made money, yet they still pumped them out. All of them. It's really fascinating to I me. I still think the original's the best one. I love that one on Metal Gear Solid. Still, my I like the original. Oh, oh, the original one. Are you talking Nintendo? Metal Gear the one on Nintendo? I yeah. love. I'm looking forward to playing that, actually. I'm pretty I good at that too. one. I am, too. Do you have the map for it? Yes. Oh, I always wanted the map. Yeah. I think I, I picked that up at a... I, I'm pretty sure I picked it up at a, at a Midwest Gaming Classic, though, because I didn't originally have the map, and I found it uh, years ago for probably, like... I think I paid five bucks for it. Oh, for the map? Yeah. My God. I always wanted to get that map. Mm-hmm. When, when you guys got games, Nintendo era, what is the first thing you did with the game? What do you mean? Ripped it out of the package it. like an animal? And, <laughs> and you would just start playing? No, I would pop it into the system, hit power on, and then I would flip through the book. I would, uh, yeah. No. So it would be on the screen, and I would have the book in my Rarely head. Rarely did I ever look at the instruction booklet. And though. it depended. If I got it from Funko Land, and it had saves on it, I would load up their saves. The previous saves, just to see what the game was like, like later in the game, you know? And then mm-hmm. I would delete everything and start fresh. Yeah. But otherwise, if it was brand new. I did that with Earthbound. <laughs> I actually remember the earliest game I ca- was Phoenix for the Atari I bought in store. Or my dad bought in store for us one time. Okay. Phoenix for the Atari? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So. Yeah. Phoenix, for some fucking reason. That's the only game, because that's like the earliest game I can remember my parents buying for a system that wasn't Nintendo. Mm. Was, was Phoenix for the Atari. And I think it was at a fucking Target. Probably. I mean, games are sold everywhere. I mean, yeah. even the hardware stores would sell them. Oh, yeah. You'd mm-hmm. walk in, there'd be a bin. Mm-hmm. But the, the the one thing I miss the most that you do not get nowadays, first thing I would do is pop in the Nintendo game and sit and wait for that intro cutscene. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or there's, story. Or there's any story, oh, any demo. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden, if you leave it long demo. enough, yep. goes into a backstory. Yep. Yeah. I would sit and wait to see what it was. I just wait in anticipation to see what the story is, or if they had the demo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And back then, on some of those games, even after uh, playing it, get stuck in an area, you'll sit and watch the demo go, and 
it'll go through various levels and on mm -hmm. some of them you can actually figure out what to do watching that demo i don't know how many of the demos have we watched where it's just been utter garbage oh, that's yeah. usually a claim or what is it uh uh radical any of their oh, games God, it's like it's, it's just, like the demos are playing on just just hold the button forward and press a yeah, button. They're, oh, they're where it's yeah they're terminator he just jumps so straight dumb. off the cliff uh, last uh, action here. That always Wayne's made me World, laugh. Wayne's World had a really stupid uh, yeah. demo as well too. It's like why would you? Why would you do? This? I wish they still had that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss that. Well, I miss a lot of things. Some games I know are some RPGs still do because Tales does it. If you yeah, even they sit, opening they, cinematics. they tend to have opening cinematics and stuff like that. So uh, what's the one I'm playing? God Eater. Yeah, any God of the God Eaters usually has an opening cinematic. A lot of them kind of do. Like I said, it depends what kind of game it is. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's like, that's honestly my biggest annoyance with the way gaming has been trending is the fact that it requires some form of login or internet that. connection. Because how many games are going to be <clears throat> utterly unplayable if you cannot connect to whatever server this thing is connected yep. to? That, that to me, scares me. Because, like, um, any of the Ubisoft games, a lot of them require you to have a, a Ubisoft... Square does too. It's square. That it has to connect to something for no reason. Yeah. It's a one-player game. Why do I need to connect to something? That I couldn't actually, give less of a shit. Yeah. That actually, uh, I was going to buy the Friday the Thirteenth game on the Switch. Yeah. And it actually, once I I read that it can really only be played online. It's a multiplayer yeah, game. It's, yeah, it's a multiplayer game only online. I'm like, nope. I'm not interested in this game anymore because yeah, it plays like second, Dead by Daylight. So. Well, it's just because the second that the like people aren't playing it anymore or they shut the servers down, guess what? Now I can't even play this game anymore. So yeah. it's like, what's what's the point? Like uh, a lot of like the MMOs are kind of like like Destiny mm -hmm. One. What good is that game right now? Yeah. Nobody's playing it. Yeah, you're not gonna <clears> be able to find anybody to play it with, and chances are you're probably not gonna be able to connect to anything. Mm -hmm. So this game is utterly useless. It yeah. was it was a blip in gaming history. Just like, uh, what's the one? Immortals Phoenix Rising is another one. It requires a connection of some sort, I think, to Ubisoft. That's It um, would not let me play it at all unless I created an account. Yeah, and but, to connect but, to but once, it's connect, once it's established, it doesn't need to connect anymore. Right. That's so you can make the... the Ubisoft actually offers in-game rewards. So, like, I play a bunch of the Ubisoft games. Yeah. So you are, when you get achievements and stuff like that, they give you, or do certain things in the game, they give you points. But that should be optional. And then the points yeah. that can be used to buy like freed like various DLCs yeah. and stuff that are only available in that little thing. Which I'm fine with because Division does it too, which yeah. makes sense because Division's you know multiplayer. Which is actually how I got a lot of stuff for yeah Division One, Two, but Immortals Phoenix, Assassin's Creed games. Immortals a single player game, but it requires you to log in. So once you're no longer, no longer able to log in, you can't even play it, and it's a single player experience. No, once once the account is made the first time, it doesn't have to anymore. But I'm saying you can't play it without that account. Oh. And, that's and just, it still needs to connect to something. And that's just stupid. It does not it's, let you play it unless it connects. So once it's no longer able to connect, I can't play it. So what's the point? It's mm -hmm. a single-player experience. That'd be like me not being able to play the original Final Fantasy because it can't connect to something. How fucking dumb is that? Yep. And that trend scares <laughs> me in games. Well, at, right least with, at least with Phoenix, that can be patched out. You'd hope it can be because well, it's just an authentication thing. That everything like. is going to lead to that, and that's and that's why I'm so glad that and why I will continue to buy older games because yeah. I can have fun with them. I can play them without going online, and and yeah. I'm sorry, I feel like I own it. These games like yeah. Destiny now, I don't own it anymore. No. 
You're you're borrowing it basically. Yeah, and I I can't trade it in. No. Nope. I can't do. I might as well just throw the game away, because I can't do anything with it. Even if I gave it to GameStop, I'd get maybe a quarter. A but yeah, <laughs> if that. Yeah. So it's like, it's like gaming is almost becoming disposable, and Game Pass is not helping that. Well, mm-hmm. gaming has trended towards disposable for a, a long time. I mean, to be Not honest, really? look how many trashy tie-in games, even back on the NES, there are for licensed things. It's been a disposable thing for a long time. It's just getting quicker. I'd say that's more of a quality issue. <laughs> that's not really disposable. But that is disposable. Because it, we can it's, still it's, play Jaws. We can still play Wayne's World. We can yeah, still it's, play it's, all mm-hmm. these games. Oh, yeah. Disposable refers more to these games that can just no longer be played anymore without, you know, somebody creating a server or something like that's how people are still able to play fantasy star online Mm -hmm. online is because they've created servers for it otherwise fuck they've stopped supporting that game on the dreamcast for how many years years oh yeah so it's just yeah that's also yeah but i suppose certain systems like that once it's a dead system is it though yeah other no, than people other, still play that game. Other than it's no, no, no. I'm talking about like specifically Dreamcast, like oh. old systems like that. Especially during that, once the next generation of hardware and stuff comes out, they don't. The companies don't give a shit about because like ninety something percent of their population right, right. leave the old system. You're in a minority for people that will play old systems like that at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know about that. No, no, but see, it's becoming a, a modern trend to go back to them now. But mm-hmm. it, for a long time, it, like, there was a slight overlap, but then once that overlap was done, you don't support the old shit anymore. Right, right. Usually, like, once they just, jump to the next console, they jump to the next console. Yeah. It was done. Yeah. Yes. Like, but as it's, far just, as... it's just that divide's becoming bigger because it's becoming quicker. Well, and it's, it's harder, too, because retro is becoming so popular i yeah. guess is the right word like it maybe wasn't so big of a deal when we were like jumping from super nintendo to playstation yeah. you know obviously the divide there is so great but now it's like the audience goes everywhere like there is a cult following even more than a cult following for like the dreamcast the sega saturn oh yeah all these ge- basically every generation has a following yeah but yeah. they're they're a drop in the bucket compared to like the number of people that play modern games oh very much so he's right i'm that. sorry but i guess when, when you have yeah. you know game pass that has what is like a hundred million users or something like that yeah sorry there's not a hundred million people going back and playing dreamcast no. There isn't. No. You're going to get, what, twenty to 50,000? Yeah. But how many of those 100 million will go back Wait, if they does want? Game, like, have that? Does Game Pass actually have access to, like, games like Dreamcast? No, no, no. no. Well, no. so they have access to all the Xbox stuff and then certain things that, that Xbox has licensed. Oh, gotcha. See? So not, okay, you can't go back and play, like, no, ROM versions. Stupid. Like, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Choo-choo Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Other than like ones that, like I said, they get the license for doing like the classics. Yeah. Sorry, it's twenty-five million users. Jeez. Well, still, that's a lot that, of users. That's a lot. That's that's. <clears throat> I don't know if that's active accounts or all accounts either, which because Xbox does not report on that. Right. Right. So right, right. it could be yeah. There's twenty-five million accounts. How many of them are actually active and doing stuff? So, but that's of the twenty-five million. Like that's that's only. Xbox accounts, then you gotta right. figure PlayStation, PlayStation accounts. Well. People that go back and play the older systems are a minority that are a, a niche audience. They are not the focus. I don't 
don't know about that though, because a lot of those users too. How many of those are people are our age who yeah. also grew up with that stuff that will go back and play that stuff? But again, it's still a minority of players. I don't think it's as little as you think. It's not. A, it's, it's still not it's still a, the minority though. Well, yes, I'm aware of that, but I don't think it's as no, little. It's, of a, he's not. It's not like a. There's a hundred thousand. I think it's more than that. Well, I, it'll obviously it'll it'll change depending on what system you're talking about. The more. 3D, like Turbo Graphics, I guarantee well, yeah. you there's not very 3DO, stuff like that. I don't, I don't like really that. consider those Dreamcast, I, what? I, I doubt it. <laughs> like, Dreamcast was great, but I doubt it has the same number of followers that Nintendo NES does. does. Well, yeah. of course oh, not, yeah. but that's also a, a so, thing of like, accessibility. So, mm -hmm. and then, like, like, PS2, PS1, that's a weird generation because with PS2... You can just play all the PS1 well, games. And I'll say, so, to be honest, PS2 so weird is probably like the that. strongest library of any oh, anything, console yes. ever done in history. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that of any era, PS1, PS2 would probably rival current mm -hmm. as far as how many people would play it. Hands down. You can't tell me that all of these yeah, people... I, look just, at FF7. That's a good example right there. How many times have they... I mean... They've done so many ports of that game. Well, um, but people see, will go back and play the PS1 version of Final Fantasy VII after well, playing the remakes. And that, but that's also the thing is there's so many ways I don't have to go back to a PS1 to play it. True. I have it on my my PS5. Some, I have it on my fucking Switch. I have right. it on my my PS. But that's just because they released it there. But see, that's but, one of the things with that is like you don't have to necessarily go back that far to play it. I can still play some of them that. Granted, it's they're choosing. I think you're missing the point of what I'm trying to say here because I'm not talking about physically playing a PS1. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going back and playing FF7, which was released mm. on a PS1, that's mm -hmm. playing PS1. Yeah, yeah but I, it's... whether you're playing it on a PS5, a PSP, a PSP Go, you're playing PS1. That's what I'm saying. People will love to go back to a Dreamcast game back in the day. People will love to go back and play Code Veronica. Are you kidding me? Uh, I don't know about that one. Hey, Code, Code Veronica was fantastic. Code Veronica X, yeah, maybe. Code Veronica. Code Veronica was good. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like the audience for these older systems it's, is well, it's, not as little as you it's think. Growing, it is. It's growing because it, it's one of those weird things where like retro stuff always kind of comes back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's coming back with a fucking vengeance. Well, because like even if you look at like music trends, movie trends, and stuff yeah. like that, they mimic it as well. Like, um. Like, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Um, there are certain styles and musical things. Well, that's like fashion, they say, is cyclical. Well, like, like, um, like the <laughs> greaser style came back in the 2000s. So, like, like the, the rockabilly and stuff like that, music styles came back. Granted, that came back through, like, punk and stuff like that. So it was the same, but slightly different, more modernized. Right. But, like, th those styles come back. So I think... Gaming will it ebbs and flows like that, and at some point, it's it's gonna hit the crest, and then it's just gonna start falling off hard. I don't think so. I, I don't think it's gonna fall off. How many? And then what? But how it will, many games it will, are mimicking that pixel style right fucking now? You could go yeah, on on the PlayStation Shop, the Wii Shop. How many of them are worth it? Yeah, but that's a lot of them are very in depth and some worth of them it. are very good. But yes. how many trash ones are there? Yeah, but we used to go you on can't the, say that, though. We, we, how many games did we go with, what was it, the 360 when we'd go through the, 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 right. the, at the store? How many of them were using pixel art that were absolute trash that you'd be embarrassed to have your yeah, hand on? But that's, I, I'm going to say this, though. I Okay, so with the pixel art, yes, the original pixel art was to try to capture what games look like, that nostalgia. That was with 
Shovel Knight. Right. Shovel Knight killed it. Well, Shovel Knight killed it. Shovel Knight killed it with that. Everybody who is now going to pixel art is not necessarily doing it for the nostalgia. They are trying to recapture Catherine. what happened with Shovel Knight. No, and I actually, they think that, that gonna, and they think that the pixel art is going to do it. The only thing I was gonna ask was, did Shovel Knight come first or Cave Story? Shovel Knight. I think Shovel Knight. Shovel. Because Cave well, Story was massive when it released. Yes. <clears throat> they even got like a, the deal with Nintendo and stuff like that. Because Cave mm. Story was digital only, and then once it once uh, the Switch, you got like that physical. one blew up huge, and I, it, he yeah. got he even did like the remastered version that did the uh, the updated graphics. I feel like Shovel Knight did come first. Yeah, Shovel Knight did. It was very close, if I remember. Because I have it on the Wii U. Yeah. Well, Cave Story came out on like. But it DS. was out. Uh, Let me see. Cave Story came out uh, in. Wait, Cave Story originally released as Doku Dokutsu. No, no, Gagari is a 2004 Metroidvania. 2004? Yeah. For Holy what, though? Shit. Uh, for uh, Microsoft Windows. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's that's a, I don't count that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about mainstream consoles. 2014 for Shovel Knight. Was it really 2014? Oh, I So think Cave Story. Well, when was Cave Story before just PC? Hold on, Cave Story... So Windows was 2004 Japan originally. Yeah, I, I don't count yes. that. Cave Story Plus was 2011, 2010 for the Wii. Okay, oh, so, so, oh, um, so free, free, Cave wow. Story is right. what really kicked it, it off, not okay. Shovel Knight, because well, Cave Story was massive. Cave Story I, was massive. I remember every like all these indie developers copying it yes. as soon as Cave Story got that uh, the deal to go to the Wii. See, yeah. I remember more Shovel Knight kicking off a lot of a lot of indie developers doing it more than to be Cave honest, Story. I, I think the quality is what Shovel Knight kicked off. Maybe you're Not right. Not necessarily the style. Yeah. But that's that's kind of my point, is they released that, and it was such a phenomenon. Ten years later, they're still releasing games of that style. To be honest, I think... It's it, not going to drop I, I, Honestly, I think it was one of those lightning in a bottle things. They just came out at the right time. Because I mean, our generation to not only maybe. hit nostalgia, but then I mean, having the money to do stuff. You have Iconoclasts. You have uh, uh, what's the one? Azure Gunvolt. You have Luminous Avenger. Oh. I mean, you have Blaster Master. Luminous. Inti creates is, is yeah. way forward. Mm -hmm. That's all they do, and yeah. they're 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 not a triple A developer, but no. they're still big. They're well fucking known. And, and uh, again, but that's all they do. Like Inti, like. Ooh. How many Azure Gunvolt and, and Luminous Avenger games are there now? That's well, literally, nine. That's well, literally all they do. Uh, way forward, one of their earliest titles was Shantae, Shantae. for the Game Boy Color, yeah. and that literally was that almost that pixel art type stuff. Yeah. And they've wait, done five games were, since. Wait, was it a retro release for the Game Boy Color? No, nope, no, it, it wasn't. Release on the it Game Boy Color. Released on, on the Game, Game Boy Color. Boy Color. Oh, see, that, that's they're, they're, one of the, they're, they're old, so I would it, consider them part of that generation, not nostalgia anyway. Yeah, it wasn't nostalgia, but it was just what they knew. Keeping the brand alive so, is the nostalgia for yeah. Shantae. Way, way forward, I yeah. suppose, is a newer one. Because, like I said, there's four Azure Gunvolt games, Way two Luminous Avenger games, and then whatever else they... Well, as I say, Luminous Avenger on. literally just released a new one. Yeah, they've got two. Was it number two? Well, Luminous Avenger is part of the Gunvolt games. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the, they, they it, follows the, it follows the the new the, the bad guy from the first one. Yeah. Actually, Way Forward probably does a lot of, like, nostalgic stuff, too. Way Forward games. Well, I even... But, I mean, I don't see that trend ever going away. Because it's it, it, it's it doesn't only appeal to our generation; it also appeals to 
like our generation's kids. Well, you know I was like, but mean? also, how many games has your brother shown his daughter that she's kind of snubbed her nose at? Oh, that I don't know. But that guarantee that you could be that could be also her tastes are a lot different. It, but I, there's but there's, there's going to be a lot of them like. Sorry, you're not oh, going to introduce yeah. a lot of younger generations to nin- the original Ninja Gaidens and have them be like, "This is awesome." No, you're, it's just, you're going to have the few that'll that'll click to it, but the majority not happening. I suppose it's possible, but also that that comes down to just playability. That, and then that's <laughs> and yeah, there's that. There is that. Yeah. There is a certain level of of modern playability versus old. Can you believe that Sh- uh, Shantae came out in two thousand two? Did it really? Yeah, the for, the game, for the Game, Game Boy, Boy Color. Color. And that was wow. like, talk about, like, the system was already a dead system, I think, at that point. Like, people had already moved on. Advance, I think, was 2003, wasn't it? Uh, was it? No, uh, Game Boy Advance came out in 2002. 2002 as well? Yeah. Oh, so it's like the or Nintendo... Super... one even, I think. <clears throat> that's the, the, that's like the Nintendo Super Nintendo overlap. Yeah, that's but, that's why, but that's why Shantae is as expensive it's as expensive, it is. It's expensive. It is expensive because it came out near the end of its lifeline. It was... Or the life still cycle. playable on the it new was, system. So it was... it's super fun, <laughs> and it's a great game. And it's does basically... that one does that one play like the newer ones or yeah, or it's does a Metroidvania? It... Yeah, okay, it's a Metroidvania. Yeah. I was wondering if they like jump genres or anything. At I actually any point. have Shantae for the 3DS. I bought it on the East. Uh, Pirates Curse. No, no, the original. Oh, the original. The original one. Oh, okay. You're talking. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I have it too. It's the Virtual Shop. Yeah, I have yeah. it. Too. From the e from the e store. It's funny. I actually have a few Game Gear games on my 3ds. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that from the sort early of, adopter uh, thing? Sort of Asia no. is on there. Yeah, I got right? Sort of Asia. I got uh, oh fuck, what's it called? Crystal something. I don't know. I got a few that I never heard of before. Hmm. But it's I don't know. I I I, I don't know. Gaming's weird. Like well, and, and oh, this yeah. latest generation scares me of where. where yeah, I understand that the trends with gaming are, are what scares me because the trends that tend to pick up are shit. Fortnite. Sorry. Minecraft. Uh, Battle Royale. The Dark Souls. Fucking roguelites. There are certain formulas that like and pixel art's another one. Like it. After a certain point, do something to not just copy the pack, but actually change shit. Yeah differentiate yourself yeah that's why i like a lot of the indie games that are just different like there's one for the the wii or the switch called luca i can't remember what the the subtitle is it's l-u-c-a-h mm. but it's it's an it's kind of like a souls ish but it's more action rpg it's kind of like um did you ever play the unsighted demo that i told you about no i don't know uh, eh, I, I don't really know how to describe the game but it's it's Graphically, it's fascinating because it's not your typical graphics. You yeah. know what I mean? But I know what you mean. Yeah, Souls formulas played out, Roguelite, like all of those. How many fucking more releases of Skyrim do we need? Well, and like, <laughs> to be honest, like as much as I love like Metroidvania games, there are a lot of games that copy that formula yeah. that just don't do it right. Right. You're right. You're very right about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, look at how many games tried to copy Symphony of the Night and just suck. Yeah. Until like Ego goes back and does his stuff and makes it good again. <laughs> Bloodstained. Oh, yeah. Bloodstained <laughs> was so good. Wow, well, he still hasn't played. He hasn't played. Ritual he hasn't of the, the Symphony of the Night. I call. actually have uh, Ritual of the Night. I got it on the PS Five. No, PS Four. Well, yeah. You so, it. so I'm gonna play it on the on the PS Five. And it's fantastic. Really good game. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. 
<laughs> but yeah, so what else you guys got? That's my foot. Chris, Jesus Christ. I got nothing. <laughs> I, I'll tell you this much. We've tackled, I, tackled a variable uh, smorgasbord. 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 Dude, of we always go off on rants and stuff, so it's uh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of rants, but yeah. I don't know. I think I'm I'm out of video gaming soon. Everything's going to go digital. I won't buy digital. I want to own my mm -hmm. stuff. So it's mm -hmm. going to push me back more towards retro. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. never know what's going to be physical. Like, there was a, a really great game that came out not that long ago called CrossCode. Mm. It was kind of like an MMO... Have you ever played any of the dot .hack games? No. Where it's mm -hmm. you're in a... In a simulator. Like a, like a simulator MMO, yeah. you know, kind of like Fates... Or not Fates, in it. Um, well, dot .hack, I guess. Sword Art Online is kind of like that, too. But this game kind of plays on that that genre of you're in an MMO, but you're not really a per... I don't know, it just it's weird. But I bought it digital liked it so much i actually bought the physical like i don't know oh, if limited, limited run did i think one, limited or, runs did it i don't know somehow yeah. there was a physical well i bought the physical as well so it's like you just never know what's going to be physical and what isn't made in the black water the latest fatal frame yeah that was I, weird that it, they, they released it digital only here well i had to buy a korean copy to get physical yeah. i had to create a korean fucking account to even play the damn ps5 yeah. upgrade and it drives me nuts. Yeah, it's I like, why that. would you release it overseas and fully translated English, voice and text, well, yeah, that and not no release sense. it physically? Yeah. So actually, I, I kind of looked into that. Apparently, there are a lot of games that are Japanese and like in, in like the Asian market that have full English um, menus and dialogue, and that's just the way they are because part of their market likes the. I guess you can kind of say it's like a, they play to a niche market to kind of like that how, like the the Western influence on stuff. Yeah. So there are entire games that are done in English that just don't get released outside of Japan. Kind of like how there's yeah. a subsect here who loves Japanese voices in games rather than the English. They like they. It's the the whole debate of do you like dub or subbed anime? Yeah. There is a market in Japan and stuff for English dubbed stuff. Which hmm. is just weird to me, that but then weird. again, the opposite's true here. It's There's true. a market for Japanese language only stuff. There are entire like people that won't play like the Tales games in English. Yeah, because they don't like the the, the American voice actors and stuff. <laughs> This is America. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's weird to me, but there's weird, weird markets for everything. Like Xenoblade Chronicles Two, there's there's a big thing. They, they they're I like the it. Japanese voice or the regular voice. Same with the original Xenoblade. You know. I guess I understand it, but I don't know. It just it annoys me because it's I like, like to I be able to physical. I, I like to be able to focus on the game and still understand everything going on. So I exactly. I'm always in English. Like if that's a choice, it's always English. Me too, because it's like it, uh, you miss certain context things that happen. Tokyo Mirage Sessions came out with that one on the Switch. Yeah. Well, even on the Wii U, it was all voiced in Japanese, which is fine, but it's like. During battle, they'll have quips and stuff that they'll say, and it's like, I have no idea what you're saying. And yeah. it kind of takes me out of it, because it's like, I want to hear these things. Like, I want to hear what they're saying. You Granted, know? sometimes, I mean, how many times can you hear, coming at you! <laughs> yeah. Rather than, Yeah, I... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm with you. I, we're that generation where we prefer physical versus digital, I, see, which is why Game Pass scares me. One of the only reasons I like digital is I I have sensory issues with clutter. 
Oh, so you're you're just too lazy to get up and hit the disc out. <laughs> no, it's a. I know. What you're if doing. my things aren't lining up symmetrical, I will tear it down and restack everything yeah. till it is. Mm. And I don't. It's only gotten worse as I get older. So like, I I have to keep things a certain way, and I have books that I I just I can't put out and stuff like that because it won't line up. Mm. So I in. I don't know. I just got weird issues like that. So for me, it's a... So you look at my two bookshelves at home full of games and guns. Why do you think I reorganized them so many goddamn times when I would hang out there and you were at work? I have everything or like, just as a smorgasbord on Or like, I would do, I would clean and do your dishes because I couldn't stand just looking at shit like yeah. that. But I, it's, for me, it's that sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's not, it's, it's a compulsion I can't control. Yeah. So like, that's one of the reasons I like digital. And yeah, the convenience of being able to just, I'm done with this game. I want to load this other game up and not have to to switch it's a convenience thing but yeah it's there are certain things especially with like well the, the ps5 is a great example such a small internal memory space right and games are getting so fucking huge that i mean i've, I've got games where like what is it 600 gig for the ps5 internal well one game takes up over 100 gigs right Division 2, I know, alone is 111 gigs. Yeah. God and almighty. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I think, is getting close to 170 or something like that. Yeah. That's sick. Which drives you nuts. Yeah. So they, it's... They say, like, uh, what the PS5 has, what, a one terabyte hard drive in it? And, you know, internally you've got, like, 600 gigs. Yeah, it's like... Because oh. after, after the system stuff that you can't actually do anything about. It's, oh, it was gotcha. only 800 yeah. gigs to begin with. It was something goofy. Because of the, well, it was a manufacturing savings cost because those types of hard drives are still super expensive well, to manufacture. Just, well, regardless, even if you think like, oh, it's a one terabyte hard drive, and you're you're like, oh, that's gonna last me forever, and then you have a game that is like a hundred and some <laughs> gigs, like you literally could have five games on your system. Yeah. To, be, to be completely honest, when like thumb drives first came on the market, I had a sixty-four meg one and i was like i'm never gonna need more than 64 yeah. meg on one of these i now have ones that are like 32 gig and they're yeah. filling up as a thumb drive well are you kidding our small cards that we use for the camera are 128 megabytes or 128 gigabytes gigs. well yeah. and it's funny because i gave somebody a uh i want to say it was a a four gigabyte uh thumb drive because he he was uh, putting some like old like TV shows and stuff on. Dude, on that's it. what mine's for. It's, it's all and, like videos uh, and stuff like that. And I said here it's because uh, I just wanted a couple of shows and I'm like here it's a I think it's a four gig and he's like four gig. Can you even get those that small anymore? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I get it. It's old. It's old. Yeah, it did. It's just... like I still have my 64 meg one. Yeah, <laughs> I look at it. I'm like, what the hell were we thinking? I feel like one of the versions of uh, Xenoblade I bought came with a Monado uh, thumb drive. Oh, really? I don't remember how big it was, but yeah. Oh, it's probably maybe. Oh, a I wonder what the thumb made... drive was. Uh, my uh, copy of. Uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed Two yeah. came with a Star Killer uh, USB drive. I wonder, is that the soundtrack on there? Maybe. Because I there was a couple of games I know I've released like that where they give you a thumb drive that have the soundtrack on it instead of a CD. Oh, see, in this one, so it's, you could load it to MP3 players. Oh, and the stuff one like for that. Unleashed Two, if I'm not mistaken, there's nothing on it. It's just a, it's yeah, just it's a thumb drive that you can use, but it, it looks good. It looks like Star Killer. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just it's great reminiscing about the good old days. That's all I know. It is because oh, you, yeah. you you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring when it comes to the. I don't know, but there's still like amazing stuff because like Horizon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Horizon comes out next yeah. month, and that's going to be. If it's Tiny any, Tina's if it's anything incredible. like the first game, it's 
going to be like one of the best games of its style yeah. to date. Forspoken looks in fucking credible, just yeah. graphically and and experience wise, like. But what they can do with gaming now is remarkable. Yeah. It's shit we never would have dreamed of. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially look at some of the stuff with VR. Like, yeah. when the, when VR stuff first came on the scene, it looked like a joke. It was yeah. like, why am I playing PS2 quality graphics for VR? Now you load up a VR game, RE7 in VR. Oh, yeah. That game is gorgeous when it's in your fucking face. I wonder what the, awesome. what is the RE4 look like in VR because I know they re-released that in I, VR as well they've released not a lot that of it's only stuff. Oculus though so. oh okay they didn't they didn't bring it to Sony mm. PlayStation I wish they did because I'd be all over that <laughs> so like there's well, like... might actually be able to hit stuff because they'll actually be looking and aiming at it uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta finish that one Paul you know <laughs> yeah, you, you wanna know why he didn't because I kept making fun of him too much you, you know something actually how many bullets do you have left in Resident Evil 2? I have zero. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> can't hit shit. Yeah. Adaptive uh -huh. difficulty, though. You can't Thank hit you. shit either. I can hit things. I just kill too much. <laughs> That's the problem. You guys can all go to hell. <laughs> no. I never finished Resident Evil 4 because of ammo. Lack of ammo. I, in RE4? My, I think I my locked issue wasn't myself. That. It was they just didn't I want just, to they just I kept making fun of them too much and... They didn't want to. They didn't want to watch me play it anymore. <laughs> Granted, how much shit did we give him for Silent Hill for missing like the map, and we still? I got the that. map. You got no. After map. we finished the area. I got the map though. You didn't tell me when to get it. <laughs> he got it. Oh. I don't know, boys. This is the best end for an episode ever. Hey guys, got the map. <laughs> got the fucking map. Son of a bitch. <laughs> But yeah, but Chris, thanks for coming on. We'll have to do another one of these at some point because I want to do a whole episode dedicated. So at the end of our, our quest stuff for the Nest, we always do a segment of how, what, what was it worth and what did Paul pay for it? Mm. Well, a lot of those videos were five years ago. You yeah. look at a lot of the prices of how oh, they've man. jumped over the years. Yeah. I want to do a, 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 a power cast on that topic alone of the trend of games getting more expensive to be honest it's, it's one of the reasons i like one of the reasons i because of that there's kind of wish we were bigger because i would love to have a an actual site set up where we have a, like a spreadsheet that we keep up to date with like a forum where we can talk about that shit mm -hmm. like if we had the bigger audience for doing that shit it would be fucking amazing yeah i agree because mm -hmm. i would love to hear from people collecting now yeah not just you know, Chris and his friend, and just I, I want to see a community of people collecting right now and see what they're paying. And, yeah, and, and yeah, some and of the that. forums I've been to for collecting, I just, uh, yeah, I just don't like the way they are. Mm -hmm. yeah. But we'll have to have a, yeah. have you on again for that episode yeah. as well. But I think that's actually a, a pretty what? good stopping point for Three this. Three hour, <laughs> eh, it's two hours forty three. But you know, oh I'm gonna cut a good twenty minutes out of that when I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, so thanks for coming on. Um, Always a delight. It's my pleasure. That's all I fucking got, man. Vanderschlung. Vanderschlung. <laughs> you gotta end it full I, nope, circle. Nope, nope. I, I got it. I got it. Baron Brom Stroker von Vanderschlung. <laughs> That's good, actually. Boom. I like it. Fuck. So what's your guys' <laughs> porn name? If you had to be in porn... What would be your porn name? What do you remember buying for next to nothing and now it's astronomically jumped in price that you're glad you found it? Or what's your greatest find 
at a flea market or, or a garage sale or whatever. This drives Chris nuts. But fighting uh, Zombie Nation oh, in a bin. <laughs> Only two Nintendo games Jesus. in that bin. One was Super Mario Bros. Duck Hunt. The other one was Zombie Nation. What the hell? How random was that? And what did you pay for Zombie Nation? $2.99. Oh, <laughs> Currently on PriceCharting.com, $563. <laughs> what a crazy oh, thing. So hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Go to PowerTripGaming.tv. Takes you right to the channel where you can watch us play through the entire NES collection. Yes, you can listen to all of our other podcasts as well, too, for the PTG Powercast. That's right. iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. All of it. And if you don't want to contact us on social media, because social media is bad, you can email us at <laughs> nespowertrip at gmail.com. That's right. So that does it for another episode of the PTG Powercast. You have been listening with power. Wow. Every time I hear that, it reminds me of like old <laughs> bad radio jockeys. <laughs> I'm just curious if my zombie nation, if I do still have the uh, price.